welcome to episode 51 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of Hema and Shira, Eternia, Theria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, Christmas Adventures, and so much more. Oh, I'm Matthew Deutsch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Welcome to the Legends of Grayskull Holiday Spectacular. Sean, Happy how are you holiday. doing on this ho-ho merry evening? <laughs> I'm so afraid you're going to electrocute yourself. <laughs> I've never seen a man show up with, <laughs> with Christmas lights to a party like this. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. That made me laugh pretty good. I'm uh, flashing uh, Sean right now. <laughs> He is flashing me. Man, iTunes is going to make us put an E for explicit on this episode. That's all there's to it. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I was pretty even killed. Now you got me laughing too hard. There's a reason I waited till right where we were about to go. I, I, I think, I'm like, I'm like, it's just a chair. And then all of a sudden, hello. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like, it's like Matthew Dooch, the Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit. I, li- I like that you had a moment there. You could see when you actually looked at the screen. I was processing it. It's just like, what the hell just happened? So yes. And now he's flashing me. So yes, guys. Uh, this is our holiday episode. Um, that's what we get until... Uh, at least till after New Year, and that's and then we're hitting our anniversary. So, yeah, so we've got some fun stuff tonight. A little bit of holiday cheer and spirit, and um, yeah, let's not, let's knock out the news first. Here we go. No, no, under, under, no, around. Dearie my. Oh, we must work on these landings. I agree. Madam Raz, are you all right? Oh, dearie my, yes. But there was something important I had to tell you. Now, what was that again? The news, madam. The news. It's time for the news. Here we go. All right, Sean, you got any news? None that I can think of off the top of my head, but I have been really crazy busy all week, so... Ah. Feel free. I oh well, wait 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 wait. I thought of one. Yeah, uh, you probably already have it in your head too. Uh, James Etock, uh, friend of the show, he posted. Aha! I knew you'd do this. So the uh, cartoon uh, book is out again through Dark Horse. They reprinted it. Yes, that is. This has been unavailable for probably close to a year now. I want to say where you can only get it basically from secondary. You know, resellers. Um, and mm-hmm. yes, it, he said, not only are they reprinting it, but it is reprinted. It is on the way to retailers as we speak. Um, and this one really nice. shot up. This one's like over $100 on the aftermarket right now. So if you don't have it yet, you still want to get it, hold off just a little bit longer. It will be showing up Amazon, your local comic book shop, all that. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, heck, that's one of the essential parts of this show. Mm-hmm. So if you want to follow along with us as well, doing while we do the show, while we do the, uh, especially the filmation episodes oh, yes. for, for He-Man and She-Ra, this, uh, I know Matthew uses this as the Bible to go by for any information, trivia, 
and uh, and it's done by James, and James is that guy. He is <laughs> the he is the source of knowledge for this. I don't know anybody else other than the people who worked on the show yeah. that would be a better source for this. I actually feel bad too because there's actually James did all the He Man side, and there are some other fans who worked on it, but there was another guy who did the majority of the Shira, um, especially the reviews. And mm-hmm. I can never remember his name, and I feel bad. Um, but yes, I will. I will figure out your name, sir. I apologize, and we will start uh, pimping you out as well because there, like all the Dark Horse books, there is a lot of people working on these things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's yeah. really cool. It was great to hear that. Um, and in the same vein, I don't have a graphic for it, but the uh, the mini comic collection also just got another reprint, and I want to say that's had a few by now. I think that's mm-hmm. it's either between the filmation guide and the uh, or the mini comic collection for who sold the most. Um, I could be completely wrong on that, but that's what I remember. Uh, but the mini comic collection this is bugging the crud out of me. Because I have the mini comic collection, it's very nice. They reprinted it, and this newest edition has additional information in it that mm. the uh, older one does. So I'm sitting there going, "Do I need another mini comic collection?" See, uh, this is where I could be. I could be proud of my son because he ripped mine. That gives you a perfect excuse. That gives me a perfect excuse to go, that one I can use as well, but then having (laughs) some new material in the new one, that would be great. And I think I need to pick this up because of, number one, you know, supporting the fandom, and number two, the fact that we do use this so often, it is about time that I get this, but unfortunately it has not been available at a a price that I can afford, like you were saying. So... Now it's like, okay, now i got two more things i got to get going into the new year. <laughs> and let me, let me so. temper expectations with the Minicomic Collection. It's not anything, like, huge, but, like, they, uh, like there's not, like, new Minicomics or even unreleased Minicomics, new unreleased or anything like that. It's, like, uh, some of the ones where they were missing the credits, they figured out who wrote it or who illustrated or, you know, whatever. Um, hmm. you know, Clash of Arms, uh, was actually written by Christy Marks, who did episode work on, I know at least He-Man, I think she as well. Um, I want to say like Jem and some of the other 80s, uh, shows she's, she'd been writing for a long time and they, they finally uncovered that she was the one who wrote Clash of Arms. And I think a few more of that wave of comics, so... It's kind of stuff like that. It's more filling in the missing information that they've discovered since it first went to print. Yeah. Either way. I mean, I I I just don't want people being like, oh my God, there's new mini comics. No. (laughs) No, there's not. This is it. Yeah, the, like my my son, like I got it. My son ripped it shortly after that, and then I went on to check it out on Amazon, and that's when I saw it was seventy bucks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! I just bought it, and it was like fifteen or twenty bucks, yeah. just like two or three weeks prior to that. So yeah, it's back eh. up to full retail. I was just looking at it today. Actually, it's thirty four ninety nine, um, but still, for all bad. the all the stuff you get in that, it's uh, it's unbelievable. 
Um, the other thing, and big thanks to David Clark and his Nexus of All Realities, uh, hundreds upon hundreds of groups. Um, this I saw <laughs> just before the show started. Um, and I don't know about you, Sean, but I love a good puzzle. That's not the right Oh, one. that's right. That's the right button. Look at that. They are, and this is actually Mattel Puzzles. They are releasing two puzzles. Um, the one I got up right here is the, uh, the I think it was the box, was it the box art from Night Stalker? I'm not sure, but it's got Skeletor on Night Stalker facing Mechanic and Battle Armor He-Man. And mm-hmm. they are, you know, Skeletor's like guarding the path up to Snake Mountain. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the other one they yes. just revealed is the classic um, Battle Armor He-Man on Battle Cat. Uh, Earl yeah. Work, and that's, oh my God, 500 piece puzzles. Uh, I think they're on Amazon right now for pre-order for eleven ninety nine a piece. That is it, folks. Like, I know Mondo's been doing some puzzles here and there, not Masters, but other properties, and theirs are like twenty to thirty a pop. But eleven ninety nine, five hundred piece puzzle, vintage artwork. Guys, uh, I, I'm looking for Christmas presents. Still, go ahead, send them my way. This is, this, I love a good puzzle. <laughs> and just getting yeah, the, this classic artwork with no, there's no text, no logos, nothing. It is just pure or Earl Norm goodness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That one in particular, the, the Battle Cat with uh, Battle Armor He Man was yeah. the minute I saw that, I'm like, I am going to be buying that no matter what yes. because. That is one of my favorite. Beyond the Rudy Obrero box art for right. uh, Battle Cat, the original, this is one of my favorite iconic shots of uh, Battle Cat, and especially with He-Man there. Is that William George, though? Is it? Not I, Earl Norm? I, I think it is for Earl those. Norm for this one. For the Battle Cat. Earl one, Norm. I'm not sure about the Night Stalker, but. I think he did both, and I, I, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like that one might have been William George because the only reason I'm, I'm questioning it is he – William George always painted the fig, – he painted the characters to look pretty much like the figure came to life, whereas Earl Norm would just do these dynamic poses and all that and have it be a little more larger than life. Um, so I'm just curious. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, that's cool. It's not like it's the first time in my life, but uh, that one for me is the must-have out of the two of them. But if I got both of them, I'm not going to complain either. Right. So. Uh, nope, you're right. That is William George. My bad. No prize. No prize. That, you got a Legends of Grayskull no prize. <laughs> it's about time Yuka was racking those up. He, he was. He is. He's got. He's got the no prizes. Uh, he's got an official prize. He's got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did, I don't think we ever uh, congratulated him on the show proper. Let's do it now. You want to? I was just going to say, you're all dressed up. Might as well. <laughs> all dressed up. Well, because we. Uh, yeah, so for those of you, if you haven't, well, I guess. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it right now if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, but yes, we did the All Star September All Star trivia. Um, and I waited a little, I wanted to wait a little bit to give everybody a chance to check that out before spoiling the hair in the air. 
But it just occurred to me, I don't think we ever properly congratulate them on the show prep because I didn't release that onto the audio. I left it video. I put a lot of work into that. So you go watch the video on YouTube. Uh, search for mm-hmm. Legends of Grayskull channel. You'll find it. So go watch that. Come back. All right. You saw it? Good. Okay, great. So, yes, I would like to take this opportunity. We I had some amazing guest stars during September. We had some amazing contestants in our All-Star Trivia. But ultimately, uh, Yuka Isakanen did win our All-Star Trivia Contest. So congrats, Yuka. Thunderous applause. Uh, but yes, congratulations, Yuka. You are a man of much knowledge, and uh, you, you took it fair and square. You are our first winner and i expect you to come back for next year's trivia contest i'm gonna make this a regular thing to defend your title so let's see what happens next year next year (laughs) all right uh any more news um the only other thing i could think of is i i know i've been seeing the uh origins battle armor he-man making the rounds the on-card figure and all that stuff and um go ahead it's interesting to have the you know like you see that and it, you see the artwork included with it which i'm guessing uh axel jimenez oh, did the artwork for the top corner on that and um i know it's been going around in the community and stuff like that and there's a lot of people that are they're excited for it they're getting it for because you have the vintage looking he-man head in that one but there is a part of me when i see it where i'm like why why did they do it like and and this is not me trying to do the bashing thing we've already done that with the gray skull episode and all that stuff but there is a certain amount I of think, when i saw that it, and it is news to me you know it's, it's news that we're seeing the new products yes. and everything so it's it, it's but. not just you that's the thing it's not just me it's not just the origins uh i guess you could call us haters that's fine I think universally everyone has been looking, and I'm, I'm sure you're talking about the H, the H symbol on yeah. the armor. Everyone has been looking at that armor and going, what? Yeah. Because that H is so <laughs> tiny. It's, and the it's armor very is tiny. So, like, if you thought the vintage, and I've heard people say this, that the vintage battle armor looks clunky, It's it looks so polished and refined on this uh, Compared to this one. Um, mm-hmm. number, the thing, everyone's focused on the H, which, yes, it is too small. Um, mm-hmm. But that's because of the removable arms. They wanted to keep the removable arms. And unlike Vintage, where removable arms meant a peg coming out and your arm clipping on, this actually has a peg on the arm and it has to go into the chest. Okay, yep. I get that. But look, but look at that battle armor around the H. It is so smooth. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is what kills it. Let me pull that uh, that picture back up. Look at how much texture is in that. You can see you can see his six pack. It's got the lines there. It's got lines yeah. up here. It's got the it's got the uh, what do I want to say? The layers in it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the new battle armor for the origins is completely flat silver and i think that's what's killing it 
Because the Skeletor mm-hmm. is the same. It's the same build. But it doesn't look mm-hmm. as bad. Why? Because, number one, it's got some color breakup. Number two, it has... he's got, Skeletor's got that trim around the battle armor piece. And he's got the, those accents to break it up. You know, so... Yeah, it fills it out a little bit more, yeah. Right, and it do, you don't notice mm-hmm. the perspective as much. Um, yeah. I know I saw in another solution I saw... Um, I know Matt Rodriguez, friend of the show, he he threw out there, well, why don't you make the outside lines of the H, the uh, vertical lines, make those, on, like, static. Like, they just, they're on the armor. And then the actual drum piece just has the cross line, the, the yeah. horizontal line of the H, and then the battle yeah. damage. And that would help size it up while still keeping mm-hmm. your drum technically the same size, because what matters if those outside lines move, because that doesn't get damaged, it's the inside. So, yeah. I thought that was a really neat idea that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. Yeah, it, it, it the whole thing just looks weird to me. Um, yeah. Ever since I saw it, and, and to be honest, it really makes me a little like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. um out of all of the versions of He-Man to this point that they've done for that line, that was the one where I thought, okay, you know, I'd, I'd probably get him because I like the idea that you could swap the heads at least and all that. And now it's like, <sighs> and, that's, and that's why that figure will still sell. And that's the killer part of it. It'll still sell yeah. because it has that vintage inspired head which still looks yeah. like they pretty much nailed it comparatively yeah. to the other two heads that we've gotten so far. Cause I don't think even that other battle armor head, it's not exactly the or the first origins he man head. If I looking at it, right. It looks no, better. It looks like, than what came. It, yeah. It looks like. more like a grimace or something. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it, I don't know. It, it was one of those, I see it and it just makes me go like it, it, everything about the line for me is almost, but not quite, you know, and it, it just, it's the way it is. I know there's a lot of people that enjoy the line and, uh, that's great. <laughs> but, but for somebody like me where it's like, give me an in like Scareglow works. Right. I like Scareglow for the most Ram part. Man. And he's on my shelf. I'm still looking forward um, to Ram man. I, I really want to see how they pulled off that articulation with the spring action feature. You know, that's... Yeah. Oh, they, they probably messed it up once again. No. <laughs> I made well, not ne- that we're Debbie down. I made too negative for Christmas episode. Let me get that. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the presents versus us sitting here talking about the coal yes. we got. So. But no, I, honestly, though, guys, um, I just think, like I said, the battle armor Skeletor doesn't look as bad to me. It's just that battle armor human, like I said, never feel like you can't call out Mattel on stuff they're doing subpar. You know, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, and you can do it in a constructive way. It doesn't have to be a, I'm going to, you know, take a dump all over everything. No, just if you're unhappy with the battle armor, let them know because that's the only way things are going to change. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that works. I see something cool. I got presents. Yeah. Well, I already did. You flashed me. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
What did you do? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw this the other day. Yeah. I can't get back far enough. But yeah, uh, John J. Amon, he does these cool blankets with the vintage uh, box art on it. There's the, That's awesome. The original uh, battle poster with all the heroic and evil warriors at the time on either side. Yep. Super nice quality, guys. If you uh, check out our Facebook page, I posted up and I, I tagged uh, John in the post. So uh, just uh, talk to him if you guys are looking for these. He does these are the throws, and then he also does queen size. Um, wow! Which I'm gonna have to get a queen size, and they're great quality. They're super soft, um, and honestly, I, I, the pictures aren't even doing them justice, man. You. You take a look at these in person, like you, uh, the artwork just looks fantastic. It's not blurry, mm-hmm. it's not uh, anything, and I got the Eternia uh, box art. I hope that's showing up oh, because I got better pictures <laughs> on the group, but I just wanted to throw them up real quick. Um, but no, these things are amazing. Like I said, the image quality on these, I need to pull my headphones out. Uh, but yeah, the, oh, there, there they go. The image quality on these are fantastic. They're they are such high quality. They got a little bit of a shine to them, and they are super soft. So, um, does he do other ones? Like, does he have a specific? Like, these are the options yes, you have, has, or does he, he, he? Every time okay. I've seen him, he has options. Um, it was these two. Then he's got that uh, the DC covered Sean. Where it's uh, the power sword with uh, He-Man on one side and Skeletor oh. on the other uh, from that 1983 cool. run. Um, mm-hmm. And then he does the the Battle Cat. Um, actually, the the, uh, the William George one. The, the Battle w- Armor. William George one. Battle Cat. And cool. I think he's got a couple more I've seen here and there. So yes, nice. get a hold of him. He throws them up every once in a while. And probably if you PM him, he might be able to work something out with you make great christmas gifts great quality the one that i was thinking that would be really cool if he went there yeah. was the scroll from the mini comics the 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 one on the back where yeah, it's where the it's the, the tan scroll th- and you have like the basic four figures someone's done that i've seen that somewhere he might i know i've seen it somewhere. that yeah that has been like a banner yeah. there there have been people that have done like big banners yeah, and stuff yeah, and yeah, i know yeah. there's a few in the uh, on the Facebook uh, groups that they'll use them as a backdrop when they do live auctions and stuff. And yeah. I, every time I see one, I'm like, man, I need to get one of those because that, yeah. it, like, I still yeah, remember nice. being a kid looking at that image and just being like, yeah, I, you know, that was that was good stuff. I told him the one he needs to do is, um, it's from the the Golden Books. It's the uh, the Sword of Shira. Where Shira on Swift Wind with the sorceress, like as like in the clouds. In the clouds, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Earl Norm at his finest yes. too, because that one I didn't realize until like the last couple of years that sorceress was in the clouds. As a kid, I, I knew really? of that book. <laughs> yeah, I, but you're talking to somebody that when it came to Shira when I was a kid, it was always that's great. I'll put that over there. I need my He-Man and. So I never really took the time to look at it. I always just saw here she runs, she's holding the sword of protection and all that. Yeah. And then I, like it was it was probably when I first joined the groups in like 2016. I'm like, 
They're sorcerers. That's awesome. That was one. I had that so. book as a kid, and that was one of my favorite books. It's right up there with Time Trouble for me for that cover. Like, that is just, mm-hmm. like, everything about She-Ra's origin story. It's got mm-hmm. Crystal Castle in the background, and She-Ra and Switzerland's sword, and the sorcerers just reaching out. And yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Great cover. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? We're... Where do we go from here? We actually got quite a bit, but it's 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 so yeah. <laughs> um, think, we could do. Do you do you want to do? Why, uh, why don't we do your buddy's question now, and then we'll say. And then, oh, do the do the buddy's question. We'll, okay, uh, let's let's save the more holiday stuff to the end there. All right. So, uh, this, uh, new listener to the show, Steve Quigley. Steve, he reached out to Quigley. me. <laughs> come on down uh yeah he reached out to me uh one-on-one and we've been talking he he's a writer published poet and everything and he he keeps throwing ideas at me and he just wants to get my take on things and every now and then i'm like i gotta share this one with matt because this one's pushing uh pushing the thought you know pushing the the gray matter and stuff so for starters i wanted to just throw out a um a little mention or a nod because the other night when he messaged me, he goes, Hey Sean, I wanted to say something real quick. I go, what's that? And he goes, turn around bright eyes. And then he posts a gif of God Skeletor in the 87 movie doing with the beams. Coming nice. from the, I'm like, I told you glowing eyed people are freaky. I don't care what anybody tells me. So it, it was a, it was a good nod because nobody except for Matt has given me crap about that. Uh, episode from way back in the day yeah, when I made my confession. Okay, those, uh, yeah, the ornaments are fine. The, I, they are not glowing from your eyes, making me believe that you were possessed by some otherworldly. Now you're pushing it. Now you're pushing it, douche. <laughs> <laughs> so that amused me. I had to give him a shout out for that. But what um, the question he posed to me recently was, which would you rather have? A 2000X Secret of the Sword, or would you rather have Filmation doing the beginning, which was the three-parter that began the 2000X cartoon run? And the one thing that I'm going to give as a caveat here, he he brought up it had to be like uh, the 2000X people were going to do the voices for 2000X and all that stuff. Filmation would do their own voices and all that. We, I'm not even going to worry about that because that to me is like now we're getting into – that would take the rest of the show probably to sort that one out. Oh, yeah, but no, I'm thinking just from a story perspective. Yeah, right, but if it's, if it's Filmation, it's Filmation. If it's 2000 – if it's Mike sure. Young Productions, Mike Young Productions. So – So, yeah, so, so the crux of it is – do you want to see the story of the beginning without the fighty fighty? Or do you want to see Secret of the Sword pumped up to where, you know, they're like Thaymore, they might actually lose some people, you know, and, uh, you know, not gratuitous or anything, but, uh, mm-hmm. it would definitely like, if you, if you want to think of it in, in, in a certain way, it's like, okay, filmation never showed us, here's Prince Adam getting the power sword right. ever. They, they always talk about it in the narrative at the beginning of the, every single episode with Prince Adam talking to the viewers, 
but we've never seen that episode. And then if you want to go the other direction, we could have a pretty much hour and a half movie where the stock footage is minimal and they could probably blow the roof off the joint with fight scenes and do some pretty interesting choreography there, but maybe keeping the storyline somewhat what Larry Dottilio already did and just modifying it or whatever. No, I would definitely, I would definitely say, yeah, no, you got to keep the storylines the same. So you're still, you're still going, you know, for the beginning, you're still going, you know, Keldor, Hall of Wisdom, Captain Randor, and then, you know, it just put them, putting them into that era. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it'd be, it'd be nice to see, it'd be nice. Well, let's, let's go to, look, one thing I'd love to see out of this, before I make my decision, is um, I would love to see Filmation Sorceress giving Adam the power sword. You know, to actually see that. Mm-hmm. I think Filmation would get that a lot more uh, heartfelt than it was in the in the 2000X series. You could still do the same things, but like just th- their Sorceress was just a completely different character. Um, so that mm-hmm. would be one of the pluses for me for going to that or going the beginning uh, in filmation is to actually see the sorceress while she's pushing Anne to her destiny be a bit more motherly and embracing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. What, what's something you'd like to see? Well, I mean, just let's go over some scenes here and then we'll make our decision which one well, we think would be better. So. So, it, like what you said, that moment is something that I feel every single kid growing up in the 80s, there is a feeling of that is a lost moment from our childhood. Because not only if if Filmation would have done that, um, they could have maybe written it in a way, and, and granted, I'm not trying to write a ton more into it, right. but the idea of you know, her giving the sword to Adam and Adam doing the whole, well, what if people know who I am? What if people know it's me and giving the sorceress a one-off line that would have been more than enough to let the audience go. This is why nobody tells the difference between Adam and He-Man other than the tan, you know, like that would have been kind of a nice little touch too. And honestly, like there were so many, um, there were so many episodes where we got to see the beginning of something on that show, and the lead character whose name is in the title <laughs> never ever got that. Like we had Battle Cat, which that was a good episode in my opinion. You don't like it, but I, I like <laughs> it for the fact this is gonna that'll be a fun one to go to one oh. day if we if we get to it then. But we got the origin, at least. We got to see that. And yes, it was weird in some ways to me. But it's like we had him and we had Tila's quest, which kind of here's the origin of Tila and everything. And and we even had the origin of the sorceress. And and there might have been others I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but that's three right there. And it's like, well, how come we never got to see that with Adam? Um, 2000 X wise though. Um, yeah, the battles would have been more epic. I think there would have been stakes that they never would have been able to, uh, to do in filmation because I mean, heck on 2000 X King Hiss is eating people left and right on that show. 
And there are certain times where, you know, people get wounded and they're out of the bat, like Fisto. Yep. I mean, Fist, we got to see how Fisto gets his hand in 2000X because he gets wounded and out of the battle and Tila, everything. Tila, and, Tila gets messed up pretty bad there in, um... Uh, the blood transfusion, yeah. Yeah, I can't, th- I can't remember. Ties that bind. Ties that bind, and... Um, I mean, heck, they 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 did a really good job of that in 2000X, where they weren't always. Yeah. Here we are. We're back in the battle, and we're full power. Sometimes it yeah. was you worked with what you had in those battles, and I like that. And I know there is a contingent of people who, thinking of 2000X, they always were like, it would have been cool to see Shira oh, showing absolutely. up. Mm-hmm. So you know that would have been a heck of a treat to see on top of that too. Well, and I'd, I'd say, number one, what Mike Young would have done, and, and they've done it in an iteration since, especially with DC, is, you know, they, they take it to where instead of just, you know, draining the life force for the, the uh, Magna Beam, you know, and, and all the rebels that Hordak captured are just sitting there, like, basically just like in a coma. Like, I could see them actually taking them down to a husk or even dust. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing left when they're done. And imagine yep. how that ups the stakes when He Man's in this now, being sucked, and mm-hmm. you just see him. I think they would really uh, play that scene up even more. Like it hit me as a kid, even the way Filmation did it. Like that's one of the greatest scenes of all time, in my opinion, in a kid show. Um, but imagine it with Mike Young doing it, where I could actually see He Man maybe getting like some wrinkles or you know his skin getting emaciated. Like I could see them really taking it down. Like this is it. If if this thing finishes, He Man's dust. Like there's no mm-hmm. coming back from this. And then yeah. enter Adora with the honor of Grayskull. You know, I, that would be a cool moment. Uh, not gonna lie, that that would be fun. Well, the other thing too, and and I, I know. See, that's the thing. This is how my mind works. We were going, we're not going to change the story and all that talking about this. We're just trying to go through the, the points. But one thing that I wish that they would do if, if there was a Mike Young version of it mm-hmm. is, you know, you have that part where overnight He-Man's stuck in the Magna Beam mm-hmm. and it's draining him and draining him and draining him. And what would have been kind of cool is when Adora goes down to check on him, He-Man's gone and it's Adam. And it, you don't see the moment... It's it's like the Ramstone right. problem. He's up against something where it's just draining him to the point where boom, it's knocked the power of Grayskull out of him again. That would have been kind of cool because then she would have seen her brother with her own eyes for the first time, you know. And that would have been a heck of a moment there too. Like you're saying, I mean, the emotion yeah. in that scene. Every time I see that, I get chills and I get a little choked up because there's like, yeah. wow, you know, it's it's like, whew. Um, yeah. But I, to be completely honest, uh, did you want to go to what choice, or do you want to keep going into? If you got some more scenes, pro, pros and... I mean, it's, um, I mean, that, all right, let's. That's basic. I mean, we could go. This is the thing, um, uh, Steve. It's like me, me and Sean have actually been talking a little bit um, behind the curtain too, and it's like you know what? We could go all day here. Um, just, <laughs> just uh, reimagining the entire thing, and maybe we will at yeah. some point. This is a great thought prompt. Um, it's and yeah, I I could definitely see us sitting down at some point and just going, okay, let's reimagine Secret of the Sword as a Mike Young production episode. We're not going to yeah. do that today. Um, 
Uh, if you got maybe one more scene, if you got off the top of your head, you want to throw out there, and then we'll make our choice as to which we think would be the the bigger impact. Um, um let's see. For for the the beginning, I think it would have been kind of interesting to actually confirm what the deal was with Skeletor. Okay. Because he's not really a given in that show. It's just he's the villain, right. you know. And they didn't go into, well, who, is he from Eternia? Is he from a different dimension? You know, and, and in some ways, I think that's a good thing because then if you like the idea he's from a different dimension and he comes over to Eternia, you could still have that yeah. be the origin. But it would have been interesting to play up that storyline with him in the filmation version. But I think... It's to the detriment, though, because the 2000X, that was one of the things that yeah. they they added, and that was one of their touches to it. So, I, you know, it's like if we took away that beginning sequence and we just have it start out with Teal and Adam training like the original version you told me about, then it's like, okay, you know, or if they started it with, you know, they'd have to almost rewrite that beginning scene instead of it being about Keldor yeah. and Randor being brothers and just having it, okay, King Randor going after Skeletor or whatever, yeah, you know, and started from that position. That's definitely a tricky part there. And I, I like my villains to be a little more uh, hazy with the backstory. Um, I, I Less is more, in my opinion, especially when it comes to villains. Heroes, I like to know all the ins and outs. But villains, it's all right to have a little bit of mystery in there, you know. Um, well, Skeletor works really well with that, in my opinion, too, because yeah. just look at the guy and it's like you could come up with how many different origins well, just based on the overall character look, you know? Exactly. And it's 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 the same with the Joker for me. It's that kind of thing. It's like every time they try and pinpoint something down, it's like, OK, now this character works less for me. Um, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, what, what would be. I'm going to go back to the family again because that, that was a huge aspect of Filmation uh, for me. And I think for, I mean, for everybody. I mean, that's what Filmation did the relationships very well. And um, it would be great to see the beginning with uh, Tila a little less uh, screechy, grouchy. I don't know. Tila, a little less Mike <laughs> Young Productions Tila. You know, a little more. Mm -hmm. I mean, Filmation Tila, she always, like, got on Adam and wanted more for him. But but I think that's it. Like, for me, Filmation Tila always wanted more for Adam. She wanted him to be better. Whereas Mike Young Productions Tila, a lot of times, just felt like she just honestly loved to rag on Adam. Like, she liked to pick yeah. on him. And that's that's not quite who Tila is for me. She's if she if she's on Adam like on his butt, that's because she knows he's capable. She grew up with him. She's trained him. She's mm -hmm. his bodyguard from time to time. It's like she knows him like this, and she sits there every day and goes, "Who is this guy like that wants to go fishing all the time and is lazy and doesn't want to do his duties?" Like who? You know, there's so much more to Tila than people give her credit for. Like, she's sitting there going, honestly, at the end of the day, to me, it's, she's sitting there going, this is the man I care about, this is the man I may love, and he's a freaking goof-off. 
Mm-hmm. Like, how can I take him home to man in arms and say, hey, dad, you know, <laughs> like, seriously, to me, that's what, it, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's like, how can, and that's why, you know, I know I'm taking it a whole different thing, but, but honestly, and that's why, you know, they, they would not end up together because, or why she doesn't see them having a future together. And that's why she's on him because it's like, you know, it's like, dude, you got to straighten up. Like, you're going to be king someday. You've got to, uh, uh, you know, a whole planet to run, and yep. you're just a goof off, and it, it it hurts her. And but there, but there's a different bit there. There's there's a little more family in there, and that's what I would love. Even with the Randor and Adam dynamic, you know, filmation, mm-hmm. I think they just got that a little bit more. So I would love to see those beginning scenes with Adam and Tila and Randor and Adam through the filmation lens. I think that would really punch those up. Yeah. No, just automatically, I'll just say it automatically. My head just keeps going to what would filmation be like doing that episode or doing that three parter or whatever, or even in the case, you know, like secret of the sorting it, doing it as a five parter and having that be the beginning of the entire show. And then boom, you launch it off from there with all the single episodes, the way they did it. Because one thing that you brought up that I completely agree with is if if you wrote if they wrote that whole sequence where you know Skeletor attacks the the palace, yep. he and then Randor and Man at Arms and everyone else, Tila even you know everybody who is already at the battle in the two thousand X version, they all have gone, and Adam and Cringer and Orko are just there going okay, and they go to right. Grayskull. Imagine that sequence. Imagine the the gate of Grayskull opening to them. Right. And, you know, like the mystery of that. The, it, Mike Young always played up Grayskull as it's like this maze. And it's almost like a hide-and-seek trying to get Adam to get to where the sword is. Yep. In Filmation, they wouldn't have spent time on that. They would have legitimately had it where – it would have looked so spooky that you know Cringer would be like, "I'm not going in there, Adam." You know, he would have that would have been done, and or- Orca would have been like, "Come on, you big silly!" You yeah. know, and pulling him along with his tail, and and Adam just going, you know, like, "We we have to be here," you know, like this is this like the the sorceress would be telling him, "Come to the castle," and you know, it would be yeah. through that version versus. The, the way that Mike Young did it, and just imagining Adam standing there, and there's the throne, and there's the sorceress sitting on it. For the first time, they're meeting, and it, it's like I get chills just imagining that. And for me, being the lesser filmation versus 2000X, it's like this might be the thing that would have <laughs> pushed it over the top because it bugs me that we never got it. And I, I absolutely, in the beginning, I hate the way that the sorceress throws everything at Adam, because I said it when we reviewed it, the the whole thing of her throwing that on the feet of a 16-year-old kid, and in that version, he's a kid still. Yeah, he's going to flat out go, and here's man-at-arms and run like hell through the, through the jaw bridge, you know? Whereas in this version, he it, it, like I can see Adam showing up and going, you know, my father, you know, my, my mother, you know, and, and, and he'd be like, he'd be telling her in, in the John Irwin way, uh, what just happened and her being like, I know, and, you know, and, and, and like, I'm so sorry. And, 
And, and she would have empathy for him. Yep. She would make him feel less scared in that place and more like, wait, you're going to have my back. And her being like, I can't leave the castle, but I can give you this. And she'd hold out the sword to him. And she's like, all you have to do is accept it. And then with that, with the power of Skull, mm -hmm. you know, you can help your friends and family and him just, it, you know, it's almost like I picture it a little like a riff on how Adora did it. Yeah. Him holding it and right. with the power of Skull, with the power. And then just by the power. And then just yep. imagine that moment inside Skull of him doing it for the first time. You, you pretty much shoot down Battle Cat then. Yeah. That whole episode's out the window. Because that moment be. is when Cringer, Cringer gets his own secret identity. But just imagining the actual awe of that moment, watching Filmation do it and saying, this is that moment. This is the moment that Adam says, I have to do something bigger than myself. And I'm getting chills right now imagining how that would have played out because I already get misty-eyed enough when Adora does it. Yeah. And it's like imagining if Adam was the one needing to do it. And we've known this is how he is on the show all the time. But imagine that being the very first moment and it just – that moment of, I have the power. That would have just been like – you know, yeah. like my little fuzzy head at five years old watching that series would have just exploded because that would have been um, it's the whole, you know, him sacrificing his own wants and needs for the greater good of the people that he cares about and everything and rising up to it, becoming a man in that moment and actually needing to do something bigger than himself. And that's kind of what heroes are about, you know? And so that would have been a heck of a thing to put into that show that we never got to see. Right. So uh, yeah, F filmation's beginning is it's got my vote no matter what, because I want to see something that hasn't been done before yeah. for that series. Uh, yeah, I want them both. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right Cop answer. out. Cop out. Uh, I, I no, do too. I'm not going to lie, but, but no, the beginning I'll, really did. Oof. I'll, I'll like, pick, yeah. but I'm just saying, uh, I definitely, I see the merits of both. Um, honest, honestly, though, I think I I would rather go uh, Secret of the Sword in Mike Young Productions because I want to see, because uh, that sticks with me. Like, Secret of the Sword was a huge thing to me as a kid. And seeing that in Mike Young Productions, you know, like I said, with some higher stakes, you know, that scene, like you said, the scene sticks with you today where Adora transforms for the first time. But imagine that sure. punched up to where Adam's actually going to die, you know, and, he, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that combined with like the battles, you could actually have the Battle of Bright Moon where there, you know, uh, where, like you said, not just stock footage and um, and just in. Since Mike Young production was so con con continuity heavy, taking Secret of the Sword, which was, you know, a five-part saga that's about the, the biggest that Filmation ever got as far as continuity, I just think it would lend itself so well to it and catapult it into um, the next level. So then you mm -hmm. got, and I, I would love to see a Mike Young production Shira series. So that's part of it too. I'm like, okay, so if we, if we do Mike, ah. Mike Young production Secret of the Sword, <laughs> then you've got Mike Young Productions He Man going Mike Young Productions Shira, which was the hope when all this was announced. You know, mm -hmm. especially after season two started to come out, and there was 
Well, Hordak was mentioned in season one, then season two came out, and there was more Horde. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, there was a moment there before everything got canceled that we were sitting there going, could we actually have a He Man and She Ra series like going at the same time? Because even Filmation mm-hmm. was more, they aired some episodes at the same time, but pretty much they finished production on one and started production on the other. And they just held some yeah. episodes back to release them both. But imagine where they could actually just like cross over real time. You know, the, the both series are going crossover. It actually has an impact on both shows. Season finales, you could get. You know, you know, Council of Evil Last Stand. That was awesome. Imagine that instead of having you know a three parter of He Man, it's actually like a six parter because you got He Man the first half of the hour, then you got Shira the second half of the hour, and the season finales mm-hmm. tie together. So you could yeah. you could have a movie at length in a season finale, you know, and, and yeah, along with the beginning true. of the next season. So that kind of potential <laughs> there also gets me excited about it. So that's why I put my vote. Over Definitely. So. Now, it, okay, uh, real random offshoot random. question. You might not even have you might not have the answer to this, and that's okay. I will make. But one is there? S- <laughs> Is there someone, because uh, Cam Clark, uh, being Cam Clark, uh, you know, he was originally Leonardo. Yeah. He uh, he did the voice of, uh, what what was it, Solid Snake in the Metal Gear uh, video games and all that. And he's been a voice actor doing, doing that for years now. Uh, and obviously he's 2000X He-Man. Who would you have hoped they would have gotten to be She-Ra on the show oh, if they would have gone there? Do you it. have any... Any actresses that you could think of for voicing that? Uh, Tara Strong. That's her name. Tara. Oh, that that is a name that we say at least once a day in our household really? because my daughter loves Raven so much. Yeah, yeah. To, between well, Raven she, and Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, I, uh, <laughs> she was she was my Batgirl. Um, ah, yeah, so, that's right. And she has such a wide range of voices. She was one of the. Mm-hmm. One of the Powerpuff Girls, I want to say the blue one? I don't remember. But yeah, she's done Powerpuff Girls, she's done Batgirl, she's done, like you said, Harley Quinn and um, Raven. Raven, uh, yeah. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. Um, but I re- mm-hmm. So I really think she can nail it because you need somebody, and I won't even, and I know we've talked before about Cam Clark didn't even nail it all the time with his... Uh, yeah. With his splitting it, I think Tara Strong could split it. She would have a distinct... Uh, I know she would, because she's done all this range. She would have a distinct Adora and a distinct She-Ra, and, and she could she could knock them both out of the park. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I didn't even think of her. The one I was going with was Susan Eisenberg. She did Wonder Woman. Yeah. That, Justice League. That would have been probably my second, but the, yeah. the Adora <laughs> is what I worry about. Because everything I've heard yeah. from her is all the... The Wonder Woman, the the Shira end of the spectrum to me. Mm-hmm. Um, True. So yeah, so that's why I would go Terra. All right, let me throw something random at you. So okay, uh, as you know, maybe some of our viewers know, I was recently down in Florida for a few days. Um, I should have brought this up during the news, but. Uh, for posterity here, when our kids listen to this, um, many years from now, 
I want to say a big congratulations to my daughter's uh, junior varsity cheer team. Uh, they placed fifth in the National Pop Warner Cheer Competition down in Florida. Um, they are the first JV team from our town to ever place in nationals. So uh, that is amazing. They got a big trophy, mm-hmm. uh, pictures with it. Um, and that's why we nice. were down there. We got to go down with the, with the team and enjoy all the the hoopla and the competition. Um, and, and that's just amazing. Those girls have worked uh, their butts off all season. They placed mm-hmm. uh, second in the district competition. They placed first in the regionals. And now to take home a trophy with fifth at, at, at down in the nationals. It's just amazing. So congratulations, Aubriana. I, I love you very much. Um, but while we were down awesome. there, part of the trip also was it was hosted at uh, Universal Studios. So we got uh, park admission. We stayed on the resort. It was all very nice, very classy. Um, they probably mm-hmm. wanted to kick me out. So <laughs> now... It and I meant to look up why. It, number one, it was it was interesting because Universal Studios. Number one, I didn't realize how much they either own or license. Um, I mean they they had obviously Back to the Future, Jaws, E.T., uh, Men in Black, Jurassic World Park, whatever we're calling it nowadays. Um. And I don't know if they own them or they just license them, but all the old uh, cartoon strip things, uh, Kathy and uh, Dudley Do-Right, and um, they have like this whole Toon Lagoon part of the park. It was uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle and uh, what's that? Gasoline Alley. You remember that old uh, comic strip? Yeah, Uh, vaguely. Yeah, Yeah, it was all that stuff walking through them. I'm like, well, I vaguely remember that. Um, mm-hmm. very interesting though, that there was no Shearer walking around. Just saying, saying that was for a certain amount of time. They did. Uh, they did have it. Right. They yeah. did. So even, yeah. even Universal's done with it. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, the reason, uh, I bring this up. Well, number first, a little tangent. It was interesting because they still have, their whole Marvel superhero section, um, mm-hmm. which is very surprising considering Disney owns like all of that now, Kid and Caboodle. Um, yeah. But it was fun going on Spider-Man the Ride, and they had a, a Hulk coaster and a Doctor Doom thing. I imagine that's going to end soon, though. I imagine there's got to be like a time limit on that because I can't believe Disney's just going to keep allowing them to use it. And I found it funny, too, because when we went on the Spider-Man ride, um, basically, the, it's one of those 4D ones. You got the 3D glasses, and you ride in the vehicle, but it's all—it's like a combination of actual, you know, sceneries and then, like, uh, you know, screens with, you know, a, a movie played, basically. Really nicely done. For someone who doesn't like mm-hmm. roller coasters, it was cool that they had a bunch of that kind of... Uh, 3D, 4D stuff um, to go on. Mm-hmm. But it's it was funny because, like, for... And I don't know how big of a Spider-Man guy you were, but, like, 
They've got uh, so it's Spider-Man going up a team of against six villains, right? Headed by the Sinister Six. No, no, not at all. No, he was going up against Doc Ock, leading the Sinister Syndicate. <laughs> huh. That's how they got the license, then. So, so I'm wondering how much of that is, you know, like how much is that legal, legal stuff? And then, like, um, and I'm assuming if anything, it's actually Sony that's causing the problems because I know Sony's been talking a long time about doing a Sinister Six movie. The other weird thing is, is uh, there's a symbiote on the team of the villains. Mm -hmm. Uh. Which is Scream, the female, you know, daughter of Venom. Okay. That seemed like a kind of an odd pull to me. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool to see her; she looks amazing. But it was, it seemed weird. But then when you go into the gift shop, uh, Venom and Carnage are on like all the gift shop merchandise. So I'm yeah. wondering if that was like a little, uh, you know, like maybe when the ride first came out, it was Venom. But then Sony came out with their Venom movie, so then they're like, well, we can't use Venom anymore. It was just kind of funny, just as as an adult fan going through there, yeah. like, okay, how much of this is this or this, you know? Yeah. Is That's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I, I haven't been to Universal Studios since 1991, yeah. when my mom and I went out to California for a month of my summer vacation, and we basically, we hit up Disneyland, we hit up uh, Sea world and universal universal uh what they the the main thing that excited me about that then and granted you know we're talking going on 30 years ago now that i did this jesus god (laughs) um (laughs) next year literally Literally. next summer will be 30 years um the, the the main thing that excited me was they had a conan stunt show yeah and they they did it was literally Prince Adam to He Man yes and that was the stunt show that supposedly got Gary Goddard the uh, the end to do the Masters of the Universe movie back in eighty seven yeah and that, well so, and Jack yeah, Jack and Leslie Wadsworth I, they were doing the Conan show um, and then they got mm-hmm. tapped to do He Man and Shira and the Power Tour remember yeah so yeah that's right yeah. So it, I remember that stuff, but yeah, they didn't even have the superhero stuff then. So like, what, if I go to Universal yeah. now, I'd probably be geeking out crazy or going like, "Oh my god, it's Spider Man!" Yeah, know? no, it was. So yeah, I, it was awesome. My kids got a picture with Spider Man and Wolverine and Captain America, and um, but it's just nice. funny the the licensing that must go into that. Um, well, it, the other option is maybe they're okay with doing it because that's money coming into them because they have to pay for the license every year to keep that going in the park. I don't know. It's possible. But that's- or, or maybe you're right. Maybe it is coming to an end because uh, they just, in the last week, they they Marvel introduced all the oh stuff they're going to be throwing at us. Yes, there's so and, much stuff. And the big one, uh, I know one of the big ones that they announced, which some people are like, again, but other people are like, they're going to do it right this time, is Fantastic Four. Yeah. So I, I think that's coming out probably what not next year, but I, no, I'm guessing in 2022 by now or so. Spoiler alert, guys! Um, they're not going to do Fantastic Four right. <laughs> Sorry, you've been to the future. The Back to the Future ride <laughs> that you were on at Universal has let you see they didn't, that in they didn't 2022. Have it anymore. 
They don't have Back to the Future ride. They don't have Jaws the ride. They don't have any oh, of that. They have Simpsons the geez. ride. That was the other interesting thing. They had Simpsons. But anyways. <laughs> here's where I'm going with this, guys. All right. Here's where we're going. So I know that was a long way to get there. But one of the rides we went on was the Kong Reign of Kong, Skull Island, whatever they call it. King Kong, they had a, a ride. Mm-hmm. And as okay. you're walking through, number one, Universal is very nice about how they hide the lines. I was at Disney years ago, too, back in back in the mid-90s. And basically, you just sat out in the baking sun with, you know, the chains. You were in the chains, you went through all the, the maze, and you finally got to the ride after two hours or whatever, you know? Yep. Universal is very good at hiding the line. I was very impressed. You will wait in a chain line for a little bit, and then you will get into the building, and all the kids will think we're here, and then you've got, like, another two miles to walk inside the building. But it's all, once you get in, it's all, like, thematic. Like, for Kong Squad, you're walking through these tunnels lined with skulls. There's there's music, and there's noises, you know, on the on the Jurassic Park one, there's all the plants. Like it's it's there's plenty of. Uh, we went on the Harry Potter stuff, and like for one of the rides, mm-hmm. you're going through like Hagrid's cottage, and he's going through a room with all these giant eggs, and like there's stuff to take your mind off the fact that you're in a line, and it was really yeah. cool. And uh, one of the things, and so on the Kong ride. So on the Kong ride, you get to the room pretty much right before you go on. And you're presented with this priestess. I know that's not the best picture, but this priestess chanting under this open skull. in the skull mouth with glowing eyes. And of course, there's only one thing I could think of at that moment. Um, and that got me thinking. Cat's Lair? Yeah, Cat's Lair, obviously. Yes, Cat's Lair. <laughs> I mean, I, and I sent you this picture earlier so you could get a better look at yeah, it. Is that did. not Castle Grayskull there? Like, literally, yeah. there, is a, there is a lady standing There's there. There's a woman standing there. And, the and yeah. Jaw bridge. Yeah. It's opened up. Um, so, that's basically what I was... Ever since I went on that ride, days before we left, I'm thinking, what would I want out of a Masters of the Universe theme park ride. And number two, why isn't there a Masters of the Universe theme park ride? Like, that would be mm. so amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like I said, the, the effects and everything else, like, you know, the, the Harry Potter stuff was very thematic. I mean, imagine... Getting into your line and you're walking through, and you're walking through Man at Arms Workshop, and then you hit, you know, the throne room of the Royal Palace, and then you head through the Evergreen Forest, and then you get to Grayskull, and you mount up on your on your car that's painted, you know, your the trolley that's painted like Battle Cat, you know, and you go <laughs> across the Evergreen, you know, across the, the plains of Perpetua, and. Mm-hmm. So yes, off the top of your head, if you've got anything, what would you want to see out of a Masters of the Universe ride? See, I, um, and I'm not a roller honestly, coaster guy, so I that's why I go more of the 3D, 4D. But go ahead, Sean. Sounds like you got. Well, something. if if they did 3D and it was the whole, you know, because uh, the 
I've I didn't do the ones that you're talking about, yeah. but the one that I was impressed with when I was out in Disneyland in '91 was Star Tours. Yes, because that was the same deal. Yes. It's it's yes, enclosed. Exactly. You're just sitting there, and I, I love the idea that it's a story. So the 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 robot that's trying to take you on the tour, all the all of a sudden they're in the middle of an X-wing battle, yep. and they're just trying to get you out alive and all that yep. stuff. So the way that I would probably set it up would be, you know, like you get to be on the sky sled. Yes. You know, and you're you're flying around on the sky sled and Orco's with you trying to show you all the beauty that is Eternia. And then the next thing that you know, there's an ambush with Triclops, Trap Jaw, maybe Beast Man. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like all of a sudden they're they're like that's the king's jester. Yeah. That's the magician, and he's got all these other people with him. Right. And, we'll and it, it's like Orko's trying to get you to safety, yeah. and you're trying to uh, trying to maneuver, and you're getting like shot at, so you're getting rattled the whole time yep. because you know they they're following you and they're they're trying to slow you down and stuff. And then like you would have the moment where you don't see Adam become He Man, but out of nowhere you see He Man and Battle Cap leap into battle with right. them, and you're just trying to keep away from them. Them. But then, like, they'll have these little moments where it's like Orko goes, wait, He-Man needs your help. And you're like, <laughs> I got this. And you're flying in and you're shooting trap jaw on yep. the, so that his his rockets, you know, are blown up and he can't shoot or whatever. And, and you just have that kind of a thing. It would be more like, you know, jet sled adventure kind of a, yeah. a, a deal. And, you know, like – and it, but that's the thing. Like, I, I would have it where you – you entered Castle Grayskull to do it, yeah. though. I would do something along those lines, yeah, and, that's... and there, there would, there'd be a woman there as the sorceress, and she would be telling you about this, and then Orko would kind of come in and go, "But there's other things about Eternia too," yeah. and he takes you out on this, and then all hell breaks loose yeah. while you're in the middle of the ride. Well, I had, so. had, had, to, had to be there, uh, yeah, because and that's uh, like the Harry, Harry Potter. They had a Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey uh, ride where you're like going, you go, you know. You wind up in the middle of a Quidditch match, and then you're you're going mm-hmm. to uh, yeah, by the Womp and Willow, and into the Forbidden Forest, and like, and that's basically what I was thinking too. It's like, yeah, have it start off at like Grayskull or the Palace, and then like you're traveling across the plains, and the bad guys show up, and they drag you to Snake Mountain, and you're going through the lava, and like down. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, magic. You're like trying to escape from Skeletor, and you go up to Snakehead, and you do like the drop down the blood fall. You drop, like, yeah, and everybody there is just like holding yeah. on for dear life, screaming oh, while they're on the they ride. Yeah, exactly. They did that uh, uh, the Simpsons ride I was on there, in, in the well, most of them, honestly, it's like, and the Simpsons ride was like Star Tours, I, I, and that was probably the most impressive one I was on there. Um, it, it, it's you got into your little car. You know, all the whole family got in the car. It like raised up, and then the screen came up, and you watched on the screen, and basically you were just being moved around. You didn't move, yep. but you were. But they did a big drop. You actually dropped from the moon down to Earth. Long story. And yep. but I mean, I swear to God, you felt like you were like ah. They did, <laughs> exactly. They tilt you down, and they got this wind blowing, and it's like oh god. Even though your mind it, knows it, you're right there, but that. That would be amazing just to be, like you said, immersed in, hit all the base, your Grayskull, your Palace, your Snake Mountain, yep. you know, have all the yep. all the main heroes and villains showing up and, and powers mm-hmm. and He-Man saving the day. And 
Yeah. No, that and that's the thing too. It's like it, it, on Star Tours, you had the robot being the one that was messing everything up. Right. And and then you have every now and then you'd have like an X-wing pilot come up on the screen, mm-hmm. and he'd give his call sign and be like, "Why are you in the middle of the firefight?" And so what I what I would have done is like Orko's trying to take you out and show you the wonder that is attorney, and he's giving you the tour. And then when all the stuff starts, you know, the the stuff starts hitting the fan, right. basically. The, the person I'd have as the one who's addressing the audience and trying to do the whole, you know, okay, you know, you got a jet sled. We can do this together. You know, right. it'd be Tila. I'd have her be the point person to the audience. And then you're flying by and you're getting to see He-Man do the battle, but you don't get to interact with him until the very end where it's like it's up to you to make that shot that knocks Skeletor off of the, yeah. the snake of Snake Mountain right when he's about to like, you know, Rain down, nice. um, you know his his uh, electric, right. you know, the the lightning energy from his havoc staff that would basically kill He Man or or you know drop He Man to the ground, and it's like you know Tila's like we my 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 jet sled doesn't have any more ammunition or my jet sled got got you know got shot in the middle of this. It's up to you. You have the shot. You have to right. help He Man, and you're just like. Like Luke Skywalker, and, you know, the, you launch those torpedoes. Skeletor gets knocked off the, uh, knock off the uh, the snake, and then He Man gets to climb up, and then he'd like raise the power sword to you, and it's like thank you, you know. Yeah. He he'd be, you know, it'd be that whole thing like at the exactly. end, and then uh, you know, it's like when when you're leaving, that's when you hear I have the power, and it's you know, it's like just like the movie. He lives on yeah. to, to defend Eternia another day, but thank you for being the reason that I can do that. You know, and it, anything where you have it, where the, the audience can be immersed yes. into the story versus here, you're just sitting on, it's a, it's a small world ride and you get to hear the song 50,000 times before you get off the ride. It's like, no, but if you tell me that I get to play a part and actually like yeah. saving the day in this, Oh heck yeah. I'll, I'll get back into line right after we're done oh, with yeah. this I'd, one because I want to play it again. I'd be on that ride all day long. <laughs> yeah. Universal, get a He-Man ride in there. What is wrong with you? You could have, you could have a whole... one. Maybe once a Marvel superhero... Maybe that's their plan. Once a Marvel superhero license runs out, that whole side will become Masters. Hey, I, like when when they announced with uh, the Netflix Shira and all that that they had the the girl that was there mm-hmm. and she posed for pictures and all that stuff, it was like that's kind of fun, you know. Like there's at least somebody representing something yeah. that I love. Whether it's not the traditional version, but hey, you know, yeah. it's the fact that it's a nod to the fact that these things still exist. Um, and I know she was only there for a, cer- a certain duration, yeah. but it's like that's at least a you know, that's a toe in the door. So, I mean, yeah. you know, going go a step or two yes. further. And then if they if they got that movie off the ground finally, or maybe with Revelation or something, who knows? Nice. If, if, they, if it blows up because of that, there could be something there then. I don't know. We need it. We need it. Yeah. All right. You got a piece of paper there. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So, uh, listener comments, questions. Uh, Manny Gonzalez, he was in rare form, giving us two and uh, yeah, we know him a little bit, just a little bit. Um, (laughs) so he threw two questions at us rapid fire. Um, the first one was, what are your top five favorite quotes in the He-Man 2000 (sighs) X series? And Manny are killing us because I specifically the 2000 X series. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> Interesting. So, so 
being who I am about that show, I I'm gonna admit right now, I love the show for the animation and I love it for the stories, but I will never say I love it for the dialogue. Yeah. Because I'm I went through it. I didn't go through every single episode. I did not have the time to do that. But I went through enough episodes to go, there's nothing memorable half the time in these in this <laughs> show. It's mostly it relies on by the power of Grayskull, I have the power usually. And everything else is kind of – there's nothing that sticks with you when you're finished with the episode most of the time. You're more talking about the overall spectacle and the story more than you're talking about. And then Tila said this, and man, was that awesome. It's like, no, you, you don't really have those moments on this well, show. A, and, so there you go. It's a negative, in my opinion, of – you know, it's a weakness. I should well, say not a negative, but it's a weakness for the series. Well, and it's got – it's got good writing, but it doesn't yes, have like absolutely. those quotable moments, those those one line like yeah, you know, the with great power comes great responsibility. There's not a lot of those. Um, yeah, or anybody want to buy a used bolo? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, which is one of my absolute favorite filmation lines of all time. It just I love that line because it makes me laugh every dang time I hear well, that's it. That's it. If I went back through, I like you said, if I had time to go watch the whole series again, I probably would be able to come up with more. But uh, off the top of my head, I came up with some, um, and some of these cheat a little bit because they're more of an exchange than a quote. But screw it. Um, <laughs> so just run with my, it. What we got? My first one is from the last episode of the series, "Awaken the Serpent." And it's where Zodak goes. Yeah, where Zodak's with Adam right after he gets the power knocked out of him by Serpos. And he hands Adam yep. the sword okay. and he goes, He-Man is needed. And mm -hmm. goes, He-Man? You mean, you know? And Zodak's mm -hmm. just like staring at him. Yep. And Adam is like, well, yep. could you at least turn your back? Zodak just stares back. <laughs> Yeah. Fine. By the power yeah, yeah. of Grayskull. <laughs> yeah, immediately when you told me about this question, that's right where my mind went because that was just a great moment, well written, and uh, yeah. I loved it. And, and that was one of the few episodes that it did give some of that character into the dialogue, the way that it makes sense, how like a kid is talking to this, you right. know, cosmic enforcer or whatever you want to call them in that series. And it's like, yeah, I love that it has that like Peter Parker meets Captain America vibe to it, you know, or something. Yeah, like, it's it, like you, well, said, you at least turn around. Fine. It, 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 well, and it goes with your first that you love. Like this was the first time that someone outside of the inner circle, you know, he had yeah. to reveal his identity to like he, this is his mm -hmm. first time dealing with this and as a teenager and everything else he's like okay this feels weird <laughs> yeah yeah so what you got uh, all right so i i will say after this first one you're gonna find that there's a theme to what i i find as my favorites in this series all right Huh. And this one uh this first one is one that every time i heard it no matter how many times I always either chuckle. First time I heard it, it made me laugh my butt off because I couldn't believe this was how they were introducing this. So 
Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. The second one. The first one is is leading up to the second okay. one. So I, my bad. The stink is following Odafis. <laughs> the stink is coming from Odafis. <laughs> I just sure. the fact that that was the series where we finally got Stinkor to show yeah. up, and the way that they addressed that, and the dialogue for it, and it never, it never ever got old to me that they went to it but they never turned it into like potty humor they turned it into here's this character it's almost like spider-man the first yeah. spider-man he's discovering what he could do and he's like oh my god <laughs> this is not what i ever wanted to do <laughs> mm-hmm. all right uh okay next i got and this one i know it's a complete ripoff i know but me and my buddies quoted this to our to each other so much and we always quoted the master's character who said it. Um, okay. And, and never the original. And it is, the journey of a million miles begins with a single uh, step uh, by Cyclone. I know who you're talking about. So, yep, Cyclone. And I know it's a yep. complete ripoff from some that the ancient Chinese proverb, but we always quoted Cyclone as saying it. So. Yeah. And it works. I mean, he did say it. it. (laughs) There you go. So, all right. My next one is, I'll be honest with you. The the first three are from the same episode. So you already know where I'm going based on the first one. So this is the one that makes me laugh every dang time really hard. I am Odafus, and I have the power of stink. <laughs> what say you let me? What say you let Odafus join up? And I just love that he goes up to Skeletor, and that's his introduction. He just, <laughs> I am Odafus. I have the power of stink. <laughs> it's just like out of everything that you could say to make somebody want to hire you. Yeah. It's like okay, laying all your cards out on the table there, pal. And 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 like the thing that gets me is shortly after this, Skeletor just shoots him with the havoc stab, and his scream is hysterical too. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Why bother? Oh man, now, how many people probably have said that? But who? who what are we doing here? That's a web store. Was that Triclops? No, web store, web store in Council oh, of Evil when he's Council hauling Evil. Adam up that's and right. just like, he was, why bother? Why bother? And he snaps <laughs> yeah. the line. Yep, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. All right, so now I got to do another impression here. My friends, I'm afraid a new evil <laughs> has arrived on Eternia. Something stinky. <laughs> Because I'd never thought I'd hear number one Stratos say that, and number two Sean Connery Stratos say "stinky." You know that writer was like, "Who will this sound the most ridiculous?" <laughs> yes, which, exactly. Which character should I give this to? What have I always wanted Sean Connery to say that he never said? It's just James Bond. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Oh lordy! Also, also from Council of Evil, which might be because we reviewed it recently. Um, but uh, this very simple one, uh, Tila. There's something I have to tell you. Okay. Just that uh-huh. that whole moment, and then it goes to commercial break, and you're like, 
Yeah, he's got to. Like he's got he's got mm-hmm. to lay all his cards on the table and knowing what comes Definitely. next even more on top of it. All right. Well, I'm going to borrow one from the next episode, The Last Stand. Just out of curiosity, Prince Adam, how do you plan <laughs> on stopping me with your good luck? Yes, yes. <laughs> I like that one so much. I mean, talk about Skeletor just like giving him crap in that moment. It's like, yeah, you know, like he is a kid. He's got no weapons. He's there with a scared tiger. I mean, geez, yeah. what? it's like the deck, the deck is stacked against this poor guy. Absolutely. All right, my final one. It's also a Skeletor quote. Meow. Oh, you. Oh, no, that, that wasn't it. Dishonor on you. Dishonor <laughs> on your cow. <laughs> No, he never says that. That was a trick. Uh, it was. No, actually, actually, it's a uh, King Hiss quote, but kind of along the same lines of your last one. I knew King Grayskull. I fought King Grayskull. You are no King Grayskull. I was actually going to use that one. I couldn't. I, I wanted to get the legit quote yeah. and I couldn't find the episode fast enough before we started recording. So I had to resort to a different quote. Yeah, I don't even remember so that's good. which episode it's in. I think it's in like second skin or one of those. It's not even one of the really and I was looking for pivotal. It. But that is one I didn't need to look up because that is one of the only quotes that has stuck with me like verbatim. And it's the same thing there. It's like King Hiss is just like, regardless of how you feel about King Grayskull, like that is just King Hiss just giving He-Man so much grief in that moment. Like, yep. Like you are nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I even wasting my time with you? You are the gum on yep. my foot. You know, it's yeah. You you will never live up to anything. And he is. He just exactly. He's completely, he's completely trolling He-Man. That's all he's doing. He's just trying to make yeah. him doubt himself. I love it. Yeah. Now, I, I feel bad that this is the quote I end on because this is nothing compared to that <laughs> one. But I'm going to say it anyway because it's the fifth one that I could find that it, it's at least – it's got some personality to it in my opinion. Are you doing something different with your nails? The color is very becoming. <laughs> <laughs> Only because how often – I mean, yes, we had the Christmas special when oh, we I were kids. Before that. But oh. – <laughs> I should have warned you. I didn't think about oh. that until you were already drinking. But yeah, how often <laughs> do you hear Skeletor having to be nice because he's forced to be nice? Yeah. So yeah, and that that was always one of those lines. And when he's like berating Triclops, like, what kind of a fool thing? And, and then he gets electrocuted. So, yeah. but I went with that one just because no, I love it. it, it's like Skeletor talking about Evelyn's nails. Okay, underrated episode. Like I, sh- I should have <laughs> thought of that one that, that, that had some great lines. Good. All right. So thank you, Manny, for that. But then there's the part two. <laughs> nope, one per- so one the next customer. one. Thank you. Move along. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Nah, I'm kidding. What's Manny got for us? All right. Man- Manny also has, what sorts of things would you like to see in the new He-Man series that is coming out? Which one? That was, I knew you were going to say that. So there you go. We could start there and run with it. I'm going to go with. Wait, hang on. Just, read, read the wording to me one more time, please. Just. Uh, 
what sort of things would you like to see in the new He-Man series that is coming out? So my guess is he's focusing uh, just on Revelation because that's got the most news. I would like to see because the other one, Castle Grayskull. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say something that a, I'm going to say. I, I'd like to see anything. A sword of power because would be I'm nice. I'm, I'm a little tired of the only thing that I know going into the series is that poster that they revealed at PowerCon, and we have nothing else to see of the character designs or yep. nothing. We don't know anything of what yep. we're going to get me, other get, than that show poster. Me, show me their, ca- their Castle Grayskull, because I'm still not even convinced that that Grayskull that we saw in the promotional artwork is actually going to be their Grayskull. Show me the sword of power and show me uh, He Man and Skeleton. That's what I. That's the sort of thing I would like to see. Um, well, I'll resort to a post that I did uh, just the other night. Um, Kevin Smith actually said he act, he has heard now the music that goes along with the transformation sequence that they're going to do for the series. That's great, Kevin. And put it on an MP3, upload it. Kevin Smith, come on, Legends of Grayskull podcast. We will premiere that shit right here. Open invitation. Give us something. I would would absolutely love to sit and talk to him for a while. And even if it was off camera and off recording, I would love to. And I know he'd probably say, I can't even do it this way. Yeah. However, however whatever he needs to talk about it. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, you could tell us, Kevin, pretend we're counselors, just let it all out on the table and we can work with you. We will help you, you know? Um, But I I think out of anything, that would probably be the actual moment I want to see the most out of any other thing that they could offer right now. Because go ahead, sir. Well, my, my main, my claim to fame around here is, you know, I, I love the filmation transformation, but I love 2000 X as a series. And so I'm like, okay, are we going to get something akin to a homage to filmation, but done with powerhouses animation style? Are we going to get something akin to 2000 X where it's a lot more uh, kinetic and a lot more to the animation than just how, you know, elegant and simple filmation made it, work out every episode and on top of that the the song because that always had that call to arms pumping yourself up for this is where the episode is going to really kick into gear uh and and, you know how is the voice acting going to sound there because cam clark i loved his by the power of grayskull but when he got to i have the power i didn't need it to sound like you know let's get ready to rumble and all that i want the john irwin belt this thing out like a primal scream because he's about to go to war against somebody. Right. That's, that's my happy spot. So if I got anything right now, that would be my, let me see that at least, because then I'm going to be more excited to go, wow, they got this. And it's like, it's like filmation, but it's maybe like an upgrade to what they already did. If it's 2000 X, then I know, okay, I got to temper myself for the rest of this because 2000 X never a hundred percent got it right for me. Yeah, I just I, I want to see some designs. Honestly, I won't. I don't want to see the transformation sequence yet. I want to see that. You know, I won't watch a trailer if they put out a trailer. I will not watch it. Um, because I want to see that. I want to be in the moment. I want to be in the moment where he has to transform and then see the transformation. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
But uh, yeah, I want to see some character designs. Um, and if you're talking story-wise, Manny, um, honestly, I want the, I want them to move forward. If they're really for Revelation, if they're really doing Revelation as okay, this happened after all of your '80s goodness, then I want to see all new stuff, and I want to see well-written mm-hmm. stuff. I want to see these characters the way where they're instantly recognizable, they have their correct personalities, because there is a correct personality for all these characters. They've had it before. You can embellish here and there, especially on the lesser developed characters. But you need He-Man acting, He-Man, Tila acting, Tila. Um, but as far as stories, I don't know what I want to see, because I want to see something I haven't seen before. You know, we say this mm-hmm. all the time. Give me some... I don't want to see Dragon's Gift Part 2. I don't want to see Return... Re, you know, Return to the... The Sleepers Awaken. I want to see something new. If you're really doing this as a continuation, then you need to do all new stuff. And that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to just see that the whole series just builds to something at the end. It builds up to a whole mm-hmm. and not have it be the one-off. And that's typically the way that, that uh, a lot of these Netflix shows, I mean, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Voltron is a perfect and really good example of how you can start the series out and have it be it feels kind of like home right. but you're like but this is doing something that it didn't do when i was a kid and then when you see it from the beginning to the end you legitimately feel like you've been on a journey with these characters and you're you're also able to see characters done in a way that maybe they didn't do them originally mm-hmm. like uh um i know shiro was definitely a character yeah. that was obviously completely different than what uh, what they did originally but yeah just maybe having little subtle things about each character that adds something more than just man at arms is man at arms this time you know like having having him have some sort of a weakness that make makes it interesting for him to be in these situations and if he's in a battle that weakness shows like we, we talked about the power of fear right. not too long ago. And his, his fear in that book was he's getting too old to do what he's doing. He's too old to be a soldier. He's too old to be out there fighting with he man and everything. And, and, you know, something along those lines or whatever, um, right. just giving it a little more robustness than what we could have had when we were kids, because, when they were kids, it was syndicated for a reason and it was written the way it was written for a reason here. You can have episode one building towards episode eight or 12 or whatever it is. And, you know, you have an arc and you can see these characters going on an arc throughout the series. And I really, like you said, it's the journey of, okay, we start with how we remember them perhaps in the story, but then by the end of it, you're seeing a whole new way of looking at these characters and it makes them feel well-rounded. That's it so makes them feel like you, yeah, that, that is the hope. And I mean, to be honest, even the She-Ra series, whether you loved it or hated it, they did manage to at least have, here's this overarching path that they were trying to go for. Right. Now, whether they stuck to landing, it's a they whole did. different matter, but that, well, <laughs> I'm just saying for those who loved it, those who hate it, whether they stuck the landing is one thing, but the fact that at least you saw a journey from Adora being a horde, you know, like a horde cadet right. going all the way through the course of it to her embracing who she is by the end of it and stuff. It's like, 
Yeah, you know that that's kind of their signature right. at, at Netflix, trying to do these series. So I'm hoping that they do the same with Masters. Yeah. And then, and then uh, we got two. We have two more, and then we're good. Right. Uh, so it, new new uh, comment here, Skella Vader. So okay. it, new uh, new listener. Uh, yeah, that, welcome Skella Vader. Um, what unannounced Motu Origins figures is at the top of your wish list? For him, Stinkor is, is mine, and he better have a powerful patchouli stink. Oh, absolutely. He, <laughs> he wouldn't be Stinkor without it. Oh, so. And they'll probably put him into the deluxe figure, and he'll probably come with a second head, and, you know, the probably all the tanks and everything, so... Yeah, one would hope at least. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like some sort of aerosol. If he loses his stink, you can spray it on him or whatever. Like I knew they did that Moss Man deodorant or whatever years back. So it's like, why not? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, good question, Skelevator. Again, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not the biggest Origins guy. I'm just picking up some stuff that my kids like and, you know, a couple figures here and there. Um,. But I will say, just because he needs more love, um, one of my favorite obscure characters, uh, Stout Spout. Now you need to get Stout Spout. Get those later wave characters here soon. I mean, they've already done Clamp Champ, uh, or they've got Clamp Champ coming. Uh, I want to see yep. Stout Spout. Get him back out there. He has not had enough love since the 80s. Nice. Okay. Um... I'm kind of curious to see what Ephisto would look like in the line. Yeah. He hasn't been announced yet. And, you know, like what, what's going to be his deal. And uh, I'm with origins, I guess I got to admit, I'm the sort of person that says mm -hmm. they're always doing these little Easter eggs on the, the box art yeah. of potential things that we might be getting. So my main one that I would love is um, the, the skeleton warriors the that they have. They have it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, they they have like the tunic, like Skeletor, where they even have the bat on them, if I remember yeah. right. And, and it's like I would just love to get some uh, something like that because in classics, um, I know you're you're a fan of the Robot Knights, but I'm yeah. a fan of the Skeletons, yeah. or the Skeletons, I should say. Yeah. And those those for, like I absolutely love them. I still want to get one or two more if if possible. And if they made those skeleton warriors on top of that for origins, I'd have to get at least a handful of those because those would be great to just have as here's, here's this, you know, unbreachable army around Skeletor. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got beast man, merman, trap jaw, evil in everybody. So, you know, that for me, that's fun. Um, and then they have like a minotaur guy or something on the yeah, one box art that I'm like, who is, yeah. So it's like, I got to see what that's about. Because yeah, Ax Axel's been having some yeah. fun with his box. Art. Yeah. It's the best part <laughs> of the line. Uh, yes, the I agree. I agree. So thank you, Skelevator, for that one. And then uh, good friend R.J. Clark RJ. with his stop motion endeavors. Yes. Um, so he threw out the question, your choice for best and worst vehicles in all the lines. My best <sighs> is Old Reliable Battle Ram, and okay. his worst is the Technoclaw. Technoclaw. That must have been a new Adventures vehicle. I'm going to have to look that one up because I, I don't know enough about new Adventures to even qualify them for this question. So I just went with, with uh, Vintage and 2000X. 
Hmm. He's Googling, folks. He's Googling. I don't want to know what the technique was. <laughs> I should have looked that up myself. I I didn't have time before we started recording, though. Showing up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that one. It sounds like, is that like a tower tools thing or something? Like one of the, it sounds like almost one of those near the end of the line, but maybe it is a... Tower tools, the cliff climber, and the scuba tech. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, the scuba tech one. Yeah, I don't know what technoclaw is. Um, alright, so best and worst over all the lines. Okay. You got anything? Go ahead, Sean, because I... Again, I'm not looking at these questions beforehand, so give me a second. All right. Uh, so basically, I couldn't find that. That was the worst part about me. I could not figure out a best best. So I got <laughs> a couple that I'll throw out there because I'm just that guy. Um, Spider. Yeah. I love Spider. That was a, a surprise Christmas present for me, and the fact that that thing could skitter around like a spider on the on the floor, and you put Skeletor on top. It's like holy crap, that was cool. Um, and I mean, I like I like the battle ram and all, but I love the Bashosaurus when I was a kid. Because how cool is it that you could push that button and just bash yeah. everything around? I you? always wanted that. Was I always fun. wanted that thing. That was. Oh, I had it. You didn't have that. Yeah, no, never. Oh man, never had Bashosaurus. I always wanted Bashosaurus and Spydor. I never had either of them. But yeah, I got. It was the first time that we ever went out to California, and my uncle bought it for me. Yeah. When, I, when we were visiting, so I, I took that and I had to wait to get home because I didn't bring my He-Man figures yeah. with me. I had my Transformers with me, so by the time I brought it home, I was like beyond ready to try this thing out. Oh man, just hitting them with that that yeah. big boulder was awesome. And then uh, another one because it's tied into the 2000X cartoon that I thought was great. They did was the Battle Ram Chariot that Skeletor yeah, had cool. because I that's it, just the look of that on the show is iconic. It really makes them look like here's this like demon coming right out of hell with this thing. And I just it really it worked well in defining the look of him on that show. And then for the worst, I had to I, I couldn't think of any from the vintage line, yeah. to be completely honest. So 2000 X wise, we talked about it recently, the Dragon Walker, because that thing was complete utter crap on the episode yeah. it was on. So why would I buy it if, you know, I saw it in the in the store after that? Uh, the battle tank, I think, is a pretty odd one because it's a battle tank, but it looks like it's a unicycle mm-hmm. to me. And um, any variant versions they ever made of Battlecat or Panther in 2000X, because I'm like, why? Why do you need variants? They're already great as they are. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, there you go. Even though it wasn't one each, I I, I had opinions. Yeah. What else was new? <laughs> I almost don't think it's fair to put different lines against each other, but RJ makes up his well, rules. So, uh, that's part of why I did it that way. So feel free. Do it how you want. Best. Uh, just, I'll, I'll stick with what it, I give the customers what they want, Sean. All right. Good customer service <laughs> starts. You, get... you give them what they want. All right. This is why so, I don't work in customer service. I'm going to go best. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be pretty, Pretty lame by standards, but I'm going to go the best is the attack track. Uh, I played with mm. that thing so much. The, be- the the treads and you put, you put, what I loved is you could put the figure on it and you, it, it would just, you know, it's motorized. And we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you hit the on switch and it just went. 
So, like, you could put yep. He-Man on it, and he would go, and then you could get your Skeletor and your Triclops, and you could have, have them, like, ambush him, but you didn't have to, you know... I know it sounds stupid, but it's like you didn't have to push the vehicle and play Skeletor. Like, you could just play Skeletor and Triclops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was yep. that was awesome to my little five, six, eight-year-old mind. Like, oh, he, He-Man just rides on it, and, you know, I don't have to push it like all my other vehicles. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that, and just the design, the red and the blue, and that attack track was one of my favorite vintage vehicles. I played with that thing nonstop. Um, and yeah, for the worst, I mean, if we're going all lines, yeah, I got, I got to come up to 2000 X, even though I did like the battle tank. I thought that was a neat little thing and it showed up here and there for the Royal guards. I thought it was really good for them. Um, I'm going to say the worst was that war whale, the heroic, uh, water vehicle they came out with. That thing was just, okay. I mean, at least like like the villains, they had that uh, attack squid or whatever it was. Like, yeah, they were cool. Like you, and you could be like, that's a merman, you know, creature. It's not necessarily a vehicle yep. per se. And that's why I leave Battle Cat and Panther off too. Just for me personally, to me, they're not vehicles. They are yeah, beasts that's to true. me. I know, I know. A lot of people yep. look at like uh, Stridor and not Night Stalker and Battle Cat and Panther as vehicles. I don't personally. I'm going to leave them off. So I'm going to say the war whale, though. That thing was just, it was ugly. It was unnecessary. Yeah. There's my voice. <laughs> I like that. It was ugly and unnecessary. It was. So thank you, RJ. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, who chimed in. Yeah, thank you. Now the fear kicks in, the brain bender. There we go, the brain bender. So a couple weeks ago, I went to Sean with this amazing idea I had. And uh, I, I gave him a little a little thought prompt. That's a better one. Maybe we'll go with that thought prompt. Let us know. What do you like? Thought prompt? Brain bender? We're looking for a name here for kind of where we, we throw some idea at each other and go, what would you do, you know, like in the early episodes I threw out, what would you do with the B team? Or, you know, even Steve Quigley threw us, you know, earlier in the episode, the... Uh, uh, beginning Secret of the Swords flip flop. Uh, we're trying to come up with yep. a name for this, but we're we're hitting a block. So let us know if you if you like uh, any of these, or if you've got something, throw it at us. Maybe we'll end up using it. But anyways, so I threw this at Sean, um, and I don't know how you want to do this. If you have a full fledged story, or you kind of want to work together, I don't know. We'll just play it as it goes. But all right, I said Sean, tis the season. Christmas is almost here. Uh, everyone, everyone's getting, we've got, we've got our trees up. We've got our porches lit. Uh, the mistletoe is hanging. We're all set. The only thing left is to sit down and watch our Hallmark movie marathon. You know, all I want for Christmas. Christmas is all I want. Uh, love under the mistletoe. Mistletoe with the love. All those Hallmark holiday movies that you know and love. And then I went, Sean, mm-hmm. isn't it a shame that there isn't a holo- Hallmark holiday movie featuring He-Man <laughs> and the masses of the universe? And Sean w- responded with an emphatic, oh my God, it is crazy that there is not a He-Man Hallmark holiday movie. So, right here, this is the look on my face. Why is there no holiday, hol- what you said? Yes. Why is there none of this? 
<laughs> so we said, let's come up with one. So that's pretty much what we did. I've got some, 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 I mean, it's, it's not all wrapped in a bow, but I got some ideas. Um, guys, if you don't know what a, a Hallmark holiday movie is, um, just be thankful and uh, move on and uh, never look it up. So, but yeah, so, so, so we are creating our holiday Hallmark movie uh, starring He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, Sean, you want you want to kick us off, and uh, we'll see what we come up with. So basically, I've never sat through any of them before in never, my entire life. None so of them. I li- no, no. Okay. Thankfully, so just... I, I I am not from that kind of a family where they, where <laughs> that is a tradition. And I like we we do other traditions, but yeah. Hallmark is not one of them. Um, okay, but you know, so I had you to know look... the kind of shtick at least. Right, yeah, I, I actually Googled it just out of curiosity okay. to see that I, I am getting this right. And it's like, yeah, basically, I got all the, the, yes. the what, whatever you would feel is the stereotypical one. Just run with that right. from what I understood. So I had two that I was kicking around, the one of which it, it almost was like it, it wouldn't be the romance angle. So yeah. I'm like, OK, I'm automatically. No, no. There's so gotta, there's got to be romance angle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So there, there are still three options that I have here. Um, and I'm not saying I have any of them figured out, but, yeah. um, the three options that I came up with, and this is using a, a, uh, the, it, I found a website that said the top 10 things that you need to find in a Hallmark movie okay, in okay. order to make it like one it. of these. So I'm like, okay, what ones do these work with or whatever? So one of them was, the the kids helping to push a uh, a single parent into yes. a relationship. Nice. So what Good I angle. thought, what I what I thought was we would have a Hallmark Christmas special where Teela decides that Duncan is all work and no play, yes. and he needs to find a woman to make him happier because it's Christmas time, it's Christmas and time. he's. He's more focused on defending yes. Eternia than he is about putting the uh, the stockings like by the fire right. and There's you know family time and everything. And mistletoe. Not even paying attention. He's building he's, more dragon walkers. He's he's building more dragon walkers because yes. the first ones were complete and utter shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, it's like I came up with that one, and I'm like, okay, so it'd be like, like the it. way I, I the way I pictured it would have been. Adam, Teela, and Orko trying everything they can to get him to meet a nice woman and settle down for the holidays and all of the stuff that ensues. Because if you throw Orko into the mix, there is going to be hilarity and there's going to be the heart to heart moments with Teela that would make all the women start getting a little misty eyed because yep, it's yep. them talking to their dads and hoping their dads are happy. And then the whole thing with him and Adam and Adam's just kind of going, I'm just here because Teela told me if I don't help, I'm going to get my ass kicked. So I'm here to help, you know, basically <laughs> kind of give give she's the guys gonna, at least she's that, not like, going to give me a, my Christmas present. Yeah, exactly. She won't kiss me under the mistletoe unless I help Ooh, with this. So here I, I like am. I'd rather I be like fishing. Yes. <laughs> did you have Duncan ended up with somebody? Did he realize that the the family is the joy he really needs and he doesn't need a woman? I mean, where would 
You can't just leave us hanging here, Shawnee. See, I I had it in my head. I guess I kind of had this image of, it, and I'm I'm thinking of like it's it's almost like I'm straddling 2000X and filmation sure, in how I was thinking of it, away. and it would. So basically, like one of the end scenes that I saw was um, him ending up knocking on the jawbridge of Grayskull. Yes. And the sorceress runs down the stairs to him, and the two of them are, you know, they and and what would be really, really yeah. dorky, adorable <laughs> is yes. when the jawbridge lowers, there would be mistletoe right there. Mistletoe. Because it's a Hallmark holiday and, special. And <laughs> and not only is there mistletoe hanging there, but as soon as they stand there, like on either side, like looking out from the job mm-hmm. that's when the snow starts snow starts falling exactly yes. and there's, <laughs> there's adam and tila both standing there and they're just smiling and orko orko's just there going oh doing his whole thing like that you know and it's like i kind of picture that and it's you know man at arms almost like uh i almost want to think of it as if you ever saw love actually mm-hmm. uh you have rick grimes yeah. at the door to kira knightley and he's doing the you know the cards and the, <laughs> Yeah. You are the most beautiful woman and all this stuff. And I'll forever love you until you look like a mummy and all that. And it's like, I kind of picture it almost the same way where man at arms would, would do the whole, you know, it, you always call to <laughs> us for help, but here I am on Christmas at your doorstep saying, help me feel like a, a better man or something to you know, help me be, be more of a man by the fact that I have a woman like you to stand by me or something, you know, that whole, whatever. Um, I may have so that's mastered at least, the universe, but I haven't yeah, mastered me, love. I, 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 <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! I might, I might be a man at arms, but I really want to be a man of heart. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, picture this. It's just like, it's like yes. I want this special right now, just because I would be literally in tears. <laughs> howling but i would think it's still endearing as hell just to watch man at arms being the the single dad that tila is well, like you, i really want my father to be happy at christmas time and you have, and you have to go through the matchups too like we skipped that yep. there had to be a montage where they set it oh, up yeah. on like all these dates with like you know cracker's sister and uh yep. you know chef allen's aunt and uh like just yeah all yeah <laughs> random palace people and Oh, oh that would be awesome. And, then, and like Orko, Orko doing some sort of a spell to make him look younger and yeah. it turns him into a baby or something. So it turns really wrong just because it's Orko, you know, or, or I don't know, whatever. They make him <laughs> shave his mustache. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. You get the variant. <laughs> <It's> like, Orko! <laughs> I could just see it now. And then, um, and then, yeah, I can see, I can see the, the, and then like Tila tries to like, why isn't he, he's not, he's not, you know, he's not getting a connection with anybody. And she's like, well, why not? And well, why doesn't dad celebrate Christmas anymore? And then the, I can picture like digging through the attic through it. Cause they always have old papers up in the attic. And she yep. finds, like old pictures of him and the sorceress together and stuff. And, yep. Yeah. He's holding the egg that would become Tila. <laughs> <laughs> Because she was found in a nest. I mean, why not? You know. What I'm oh my god. Oh, I don't. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So, so that was, that was one because I'm like out of any single parent in that entire universe, man at arms is ripe for this. It would be, I mean, especially him being so business all the time, even in filmation, he really didn't like, even if he had a day off, he never ever dressed anything other than the way that he, you know, he has armor on all the freaking time. Right. Right. So yeah. And, and yeah, I just, it's almost like I could picture it doing almost like the, um, Oh, what the heck is it? Say anything. Yeah. With the, with the boom box, you know, to get her attention outside Greystole. He'd have like something like Orko would conjure up some sort of a, uh, you know, like uh, all these instruments so that it would be doing Christmas carols behind him while he's trying to do this. And I don't know. Yes, um, exactly. So that's a hallmark so. He-Man movie right there. So. <laughs> what did you have since I had to all right. throw that out there? So here's what we got. Okay. I, t- I took mine a little more blended, a little more, uh, like, uh, okay, so Eternia is a little more Earth-like, but definitely still with all the magic and everything. So, we follow, uh, uh, Tila's our main character, obviously. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, uh, you know, uh, early 30-something, late 20-something-year-old, right? And she's she's living in the big city. She's a, a captain of the guard. Um, you know, she's fulfilling all her dreams. She's got this uh, uh, this hot boyfriend uh, in uh, Beastman. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. No, no. This, this wow, you're good. going there. Look so, at this. <laughs> so yeah, and, and she's she's living her best life. You know. And then the holidays are coming around. So, you know, Beastman doesn't really have any plans. Are we going back to your home and everything? Which your home is, <laughs> is, eter- is eternal. Okay. But I have to meet your father. Right. <laughs> right. Like, he's pushing to take it to the next level. She's keeping him at bay. Turns mm-hmm. out she left her home of Eternos years ago, and she hasn't been back since. Okay? Um... She talks to her mom once in a while, the sorceress. Okay. Um, but she doesn't. I think I know where you're going, perhaps, but I'm, I'm curious. Let's see. She doesn't really talk <laughs> to her dad anymore. Her parents are split up, you know, broken home, and she hasn't been back home since then, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but her, her, her father, Duncan, you know, reaches out to her and he's like, He's like, well, I need you to come home this year. And she finds this weird because he never calls her. So she she makes, you know, it takes some convincing, but she finally makes the decision to go home for her first Christmas in many years. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, But she doesn't take her boyfriend with her. She's like, no, I'm going to go by myself. And he, she's like, I'm going to figure out what, you know, what's going on and everything. And so then she ter- she heads home and through the course of the Christmas holiday, you find out that, you know, she was a captain of the guard there, but she she gave it all. Uh, she wanted bigger things, so she left her her childhood boyfriend, uh, who's the son of the mayor, uh, Adam. She left him behind mm-hmm. and uh, moved to the big city, and uh, he's the son <laughs> of Mayor Randor. And uh... <laughs> see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. While yeah. you talk about this, I'm actually like I- I'm. I'm casting this in my head yes, because yes. I saw photos of some of the women that have been in these movies as well as some of the guys. 
So, I mean, like, I, I saw uh, just by chance, like, Brandon Ralph, yeah. Superman from Superman yeah. Returns, of all people, was in one about he was a firefighter and a cat, apparently. And <laughs> and that's all I saw was he's holding a cat and he's smiling. And I'm like, oh, look at Brandon Ralph. That's nice. It's like I picture Brandon Ralph being Adam yeah. because what the heck? He's got that superhero look about him. And, and, and uh, is it Sam Elliott? Uh, yes. With a big mustache. Yep. He yep. was in one. So I'm picturing him as man at arms. And then Candace Cameron would be Tila. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of who Beast Man would be. He's the only one that's like, I can't figure that one out. But it's like I kind of have it in my head already. And then it's it. like Sorceress. I don't really know who Sorceress would be either. I'm trying to think of like an older act, uh, older actress that would fit that part. But... Pickles again. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, so she comes home and and she 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 meets up with uh, you know you know through the course of the event she 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 talks to her dad. They're still kind of not on speaking terms. Turns out they had a rift because he wanted her he wanted her to settle down, stay in Eternos, but she wanted better things, and he thought Adam was really good for her and. You know, she was just tired of his immaturity and everything else, and and uh, and I do still have the dual identity in mind. There is a He Man still here, like He Man. Okay. He Man is the the uh, he's he's the head of the big uh, corporation in town, like that does a lot of good. They're really giving to the community and everything. Um, he calls it the Power of Grayskull Foundation. The Power of Grayskull <laughs> Foundation, which her mom, the sorceress, works at. Well, there she you works go. Works at Grayskull. Okay. I so, I just I can't get away from work. I never go home. Yeah. I'm always stuck here all and the time. And that's why her parents split up. You got it. You're on the same track. <laughs> Duncan's like, I'm done with this. I can't. I that job is everything. You're in that freaking Grayskull all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned but so Adam's the head of it, uh operating under He Man. Um, but she doesn't know that he's the head of it. This is this is something that's popped up since she left town. Um and then so then you've got the uh but uh Grayskull Corp the Grayskull Corporation's having a little bit of trouble and they're they're facing a buyout. You gotta have like a big buyout. Like the whole town's at mm -hmm. risk if Grayskull gets bought out um, by this this other corporation known as Snake Mountain. They're looking to buy <laughs> out Grayskull, <laughs> and they're headed up by by you know their their CEO is Skeletor. So uh -huh. yeah, he's looking to buy out Grayskull. Tila's dealing with, you know, she's like, obviously she runs into Adam. He's really, you know, he's looking mature. He's looking fit, but she's like, you know, but she, he's still putting that persona off that, you know, he's this immature playboy. And she's like, you're just like, I remembered, you know, they'll, mm -hmm. have, some, they'll have a meet cute and they'll get along and every, you know, and they'll have their little adventures. And then, uh, towards the end there, uh, beast man actually shows up in town. And it uh, and uh, and uh, it actually turns out that he he was uh, working for Snake Mountain this whole time, and he was trying to get close to her mom so that he could help uh, you know get her to sell out 
the snake mounting sellout Grayskull oh, Skeletor. I like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, right? That's like some M. Night Shyamalan uh, <laughs> Hallmark movie special writing there. I like that, though. It's, uh, but so, so eventually, but before that, like, she's like, she's like, you know, like, there, you got that moment where, like, Adam and Tila are, like, sitting and, like, the, like I said, the snow starts falling. They're about to kiss. And, of course, that's when, like, Beastman, like, gets off the bus, like, hey, Tila. And it's like, oh, God, you know, what was I about to do? Yep. And she's like, she, write, she writes Adam off. She's like, I can't see yep. you again. We can't do this. I've got a good life yep. going here. And he's like, you know, you don't know who Beastman really is. <laughs> Exactly. And and right before that kiss, yeah. they would have that moment where they're looking at each other and she'd just say to him, if you were just a little more like this before, I might not have ever left yes. town. Yes, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so, so then she... So then he's like trying to tell her about Beast Man and she's not listening because you know, obviously he knows it because he is the mm-hmm. head of the of the Grayskull Corporation. And uh oh and he, oh yeah, and I, I pictured a lot of antics between Adam and Mayor Randor, like he's always getting in trouble around town and like Randor's like trying we're trying to keep this town clean. You knocked over the banners again. You know, we got yep. the, the big Christmas tree and you knocked it over. I figure Orko would be in it as you like, set it on fire <laughs> as, as like the, the spunky little, like, like sidekick to Tila. Like, oh yeah, Tila, you know, Adam's really changed. And like, and then like mm-hmm. Adam will show up and like knock over like the big Christmas tree or something. And be like, yeah, right. Orko, mm-hmm. he's just the same Adam, you know, <laughs> well, does, does he actually do the power sword and he turns into He-Man? Like you said, he has a dual identity. So would he have to do that in this? At I, all? I hadn't decided. I've gone both ways in my head. Um, here, Here's one thing that I would say if if you have it where he pulls the power, pulls out the power sword and does the incantation, he has to do it near the Christmas tree, but behind it because it's such a huge yeah. tree and it's like the, it, this is the only place he could hide. So he does it and it catches the whole damn tree on fire and that's the whole big thing. <laughs> yeah. that the, Adam, you set fire to the Christmas tree. I there like were it. children crying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought I thought about having the dual identity just so you can still have like you could actually have He Man like show up as the head of Grayskull Corporation, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then him still be Adam too. Um, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I was leaning that way, but I'd, I'd gone over in my head both ways. Um, but I like that. So yes, definitely. Yeah. So when he, <laughs> he actually still transforms into He Man, and that's why no mm-hmm. one realizes is he's the head of the corporation. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then towards towards the end of it there, she does finally like overhear Beastman talking to Skeletor and she realizes that Adam was right all along. And um and then, you know, she ends up helping expose what they're trying to do, and so Skeletor and Beastman get kicked out of town and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Randor's proud of uh, you know, the mayor Randor's proud of Adam, and then of course it ends Pretty much with yours, except with Adam and Tila finally sharing that kiss, and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, he, "Oh, and he reveals, you know, who he really is to her." So that, you know, but he's like, and she's like, "Well, why didn't you tell me sooner?" And he's like, "Well, I wanted you to choose me for me, because with you, baby, mm-hmm. with you, baby, I have the power." 
I was just going to say there has to be that line in there. You and I were right on the same page (laughs) with that line because I was going to – it was either, either, you know, like because of you I have the power or – it's you. You are my, you know, like you, you are the power or something like, you know, like you're the power that, that, you know, but that, yeah, it's you, baby. (laughs) I like that. The power will be in you later tonight. Oh, wait, no, that's that's a different, that's a different movie. (laughs) We earned the E for this episode. (laughs) Explicit because yeah. Hallmark Halloween. Or yeah. Hallmark Halloween Halloween special. Hallmark Christmas special went off the rails and turned into a really weird porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god! Oh, and my and my working <laughs> title is a very Grayskull Christmas. So that's, oh, that's my working okay. title. I'm not saying that'll be the final, but that's what I've been operating under. So yeah, that's that's my He-Man I, Hallmark I, holiday movie. <laughs> I, I honestly think my, with mine, it, because I still like the uh, Duncan, the matchmaking yeah. for no, Christmas, like it would That's... be called it, it would be called Master of Hearts Master. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Man of Hearts, I guess, instead of Man at Arms, Man of Hearts. Uh, I like I like <laughs> yours. And in yours, I, I, I view Adam and Tila as like the 2000X. I view them as like the young, like the teenage yeah, uh, Adam and mm-hmm. Tila running around pulling the strings. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. but but the, there there would be that whole like like you said she's <laughs> she's looking at the photos, yeah. she's seeing him smile in the photos. She hasn't yes. seen him smile in years, no. you know, no. and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's the whole you know, well that's what he needs. It's Christmas time. Who wants to be alone at Christmas? You know, and all that kind of stuff. And I did, so, I did, I did yeah. real quick. I, I, I think I lost track of it in there, but there is a subplot with Duncan and the sorceress where in mine, they do end up back together again. Ah. So that's, I, don't worry guys. I was going to take <laughs> care of that. So like I said, not a fully fleshed out <laughs> idea, but I, I thought that was fun and it's, it's been <laughs> ro- roaming around in my mind the past few weeks. And I'm like, okay, this, this we can do. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other option that, uh, for for the end of of this is if if Man at Arms doesn't end up finding that woman, yeah, and we could actually throw it off the rails and do that. We could take a a, a little um, page from Love Actually, where uh, Orko is is just there in his you know at the palace, mm-hmm. and he's all sad because he's alone on Christmas too. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door, and there's Man at Arms, and he's holding out a couple of drinks. And he's just like, let's just get pissed and watch something crazy on TV, and they get together. It's like he's like little buddy. He's like you, you make me happy, and, and, and you know it's the no, whole thing. But no, I, yeah, no, 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 okay. So put th- put that put that <laughs> earlier because I still want okay. Duncan and the Sorceress to wind up together. All right, right? but All earlier, right. yes. Right. <laughs> uh, After out, one of his really bad dates, tur- he shows up and the two of them are hanging it, out. Yeah, it, that'd be good. Tur- yeah, he hangs out with Orko. He's like, they're like sitting there <laughs> watching TV or whatever, and Orko's like, oh, "I'll cheer you up," and he does like a magic trick, and and he, like Duncan had just cracked a fresh beer and he's drinking, yep. and Orko does a magic trick and it's Bills everywhere. Orko! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Christmas came to Eternia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. That that was good. <laughs> this this might be the episode most people remember now. <laughs> They'll be like, that Christmas one where you guys went nuts? That was great. <laughs> All right, so that's that's Christmas. Uh how about New Year's? You got uh, What we got for New Year's? What we got for New Year's? What do we do at New Year's? New Year's, we drink a lot and try and stay up late for some ungodly reason, even though I'm usually up that for late one, anyways. For so one second of time. Late. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we make resolutions. So, mm-hmm. what? Simple Thought Buster here. Thought Buster. I'm a Thought Buster, guys. Uh, so, if you were a Masters character... Who would you be, and what resolution are you making for this new year? Um, yeah, there's a couple. I mean, if you, if you don't go bad guys, I guess that's the main thing. Can't go um, bad guys. Why can't you go bad guys? I I just didn't think bad guys. That's okay. why I'm saying if I don't go bad guys, I don't have to think about it that hard. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. Well. Um, I'll start it off with an easy one. A little softball here. All right. All right. So I am Skeletor, and my okay. New Year's resolution is to finally conquer Grayskull and to get Beastman to take a shower once in a while. Well, there you go. And I, I actually thought of one for Beastman now that I went and said I can't think of anything for the baggage. <laughs> Beastman's resolution is he'll quit He'll quit uh, puking up hairballs all over Skeletor's throne at Snake Mountain. I like it. I like <laughs> or do it when I'm mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that would that would be funny. He just sits at his beast man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh King Randor. Alright, this is the year. I'll be nicer to Adam. I'm gonna take him <laughs> under my wing. I'm gonna teach him, you know, everything I know. January second. Adam, get out of my sight. I'm done with you. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that boy. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> and then he looks at Marlena. That's your side of the family. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, uh, the obvious one for me would be Orko. Uh, yeah. Orko resolves to actually make something happen that goes right this in in 2021 <laughs> and he would list all the ways that it went wrong and he has all the uh, turned man at arms into a baby d- you know pr- prince adam's power sword disappeared for a week <laughs> and they had to figure out how to have he-man without the power so he just go through the whole thing and just like i just like to have something happen once going my way you know <laughs> or whatever so uh okay uh triclops is finally going to get that Lasix with his buy one, get one, get one free <laughs> coupon. <laughs> okay, how about this? Uh, Sorceress resolves to just step foot out of Castle Grayskull and take a walk once a day. Just once a day, <laughs> Sorceress, that's it. <laughs> I'm always so cooped up. <laughs> oh. oh, God. That's <laughs> just I don't know if I can come. I don't know if I can follow that. that <laughs> <laughs> Trapjaw resolves to get some orthodontics this year because he's so tired of his underbite. <laughs> yeah, but 
I bite my tongue all the time. <laughs> I keep biting my tongue in the mouth. It's maddening. <laughs> it's maddening. <laughs> Thank you, Venture Brothers, for that one. That was one of my favorite things with uh, Hank when he would dress up as the bat. And he'd just keep talking through the mouth slit. And his tongue, my tongue is getting stuck in the mouth slit. It's maddening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Mermista Mer- Mer- is finally gonna do something to get rid of that fishy smell down there. <laughs> e, we did it. This is completely. This is that. This... <laughs> Merman, Merman resolves to stop asking Skeletor. Do you ever get that not so fresh feeling? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we we're off the rails. This is kind of fun. We are off um, the rails. <laughs> Stinkor Stinkor resolves to stop using the toilet in Snake Mountain so that everybody else can use it for once. <laughs> Nobody wants to use it when he's done with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Okay. okay, there you go. Thanks to your shelf. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who do we got now? Who did you? Who inspired you here? Wondar. Okay. I'm finally gonna do something to make people think I'm more than just a brown-haired he-man. <laughs> I'm, I'm vital. <laughs> I'm worth something oh. too. Scare Glow resolves to not scare somebody just once a day. (laughs) I need to make a friend. (laughs) I resolve to make a friend instead of scare people all the time. (laughs) Do you know what it's like to have people running from you screaming? It's horrible. I, uh, I'm, now I'm picturing him with a Jack Skellington yes. voice from the 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 amazing Chris Sarandon yeah. over uh, Tony Todd because I have yet to hear Tony Todd do the voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, here we go. He man, <laughs> he man is going to resolve not to break every artifact I come across. <laughs> I'm sorry, Diamond Ray of Disappearance. <laughs> I can Anybody want to buy a used bolo? I can leave at least one artifact for future generations. <laughs> but not the Ramstone. <laughs> that thing is jerks. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, 2000X, King Hiss, he resolves to not eat somebody for once. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I didn't right. think this was going to work, but man, we are just, yeah, this is working way better than I was expecting it to. <laughs> there you go, guys. There there are your masters of the universe New Year's res- re- resolutions for 2021. We could keep going, but I want to save something for 2022 here at this point. <laughs> yeah. We can knock them all Agreed. out tonight. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, how about you personally, Sean? What you, you got any resolves for the new year? Uh, I never do resolutions because usually within the first week I forget that I have resolutions. I'm I'm <laughs> one of those people. Um, I would say if there's anything that I should do, um, 
on a personal level, it would probably be to give up soda because that has been the thing that's been the bane of my existence for quite a while now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard habit to break as Chicago once said, Yes, but, <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be, that would be a nice goal to, uh, achieve in 2021 if all goes well. So what about you? Uh, I'm basically going to continue. Last year, uh, I resolved, uh, similar thing. Actually, I, I just wanted to get healthier. Um, uh, I did quit the soda. I, you know. I start uh, portions. I've been a lot about portion control this year. Uh, I started uh, in January of 2020. I was uh, the heaviest I've ever been at 255 pounds. And as of today, I am down. I wanted to get down. My 2020 resolution was to get down to 200. I thought that was a nice, good number mm-hmm. for my height and everything else. So. Um, as of right now, I'm at about 212. So uh, I made a lot of progress. Nice. So I'm just I'm just going to resolve to to continue on that track, um, and uh, and just keep getting healthier, just uh, for my family and uh, my kids and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then to keep pushing this podcast, to keep uh, to keep getting more viewers. We're on the road to 200. And, uh, and yeah, I'm uh, going to, I resolved to keep bringing all of you listeners some great quality con- content through 2021 and beyond. So that's what I Very cool. And I'll, uh, yeah, that was one other thing. Uh, today, even on the Facebook group, mm-hmm. we are on, we are like basically knocking on the door of 300 people now. Yes, that are a part of our group, even on there. Yeah, if and I could just find a way to get all those three hundred to go over to YouTube and click what? that little button. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and then the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, and I think I told you this privately, but we did get a, another five star rating over at iTunes in the last couple of weeks. So thank you, whoever that was. We didn't we didn't get a rating or, or we got the rating. We didn't get a review, but it was still cool to at least go, Hey, that's really nice. So, um, yeah, there are people out there and it's awesome to have all of the people that want to be a part of the group on Facebook. Yep. It is really cool to have people wanting to take part when I post about, you know, Hey, if you got comments, questions, shenanigans, yep. whatever. And we're getting results from that. And yep. that's actually a fun chunk of the episode now that we can dedicate to, Hey, you know, we could talk shop with you guys in that way. So keep it up. We appreciate it. Absolutely. So I, I think we're at the end here, Sean. Oh, the last thing I want to do is I do want to pimp out. I am trying to give some stuff away. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I am giving, we are giving away. This is our 200 YouTube subscriber giveaway. Um, but man, you haven't hit 200 yet. I know that. We're, <laughs> we're showing you the incentives for hitting 200. So as of this recording, we are at 113-ish. And again, we can just get all those people on the group to go subscribe on YouTube. We're giving these away before the next episode. So yeah, so n- top prize here. Uh, it's the Power and the Honor Foundation Catalog Volume 1. It's got the art of Masters of the Universe toy design. It's a beautiful book, hardcover, 
uh, premium quality and it shows all sorts of stuff in it from uh, concept art um, and just all this behind the scenes stuff from Mattel uh, back from the 80s. Ugh, some new adventures. Um, beautiful catalog. And then the uh, pity prize for the runner-up is a Masters of the Universe Origins Scareglow mint on card, but it did ship from Walmart, so, I mean, there are some imperfections. But it is unpunched. But, and it's also a Scareglow, which, no matter what version you're looking for, is a high commodity. Exactly. So, there you go. So, how do I get in on this? Be subscribed to us on YouTube. Send me a screenshot that shows subscribed. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. You can post it up down below in the comments here. Uh, get that little picture showing your YouTube screen that shows you're subscribed. Get that to me or to Sean, and, uh, and you're in. The other thing you can do is find my post in Legends of Grayskull Facebook page where uh, I announced the giveaway and share that so you can get up to everyone can get up to two entries if you if you subscribe to us you're in and then if you share that post you're in so and then uh once we hit 200 uh we'll give her away simple nice easy peasy um and then i do want to say so this is it for us uh for 2020 um and so, actually, our next episode will be our one-year anniversary, Sean. Can you believe that? That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, seriously, it is it, it is crazy to yeah. go, like, wow, it felt like literally last week we just did the first yeah. episode that never got to air, unfortunately. <laughs> so there you go. Well, and, that one, and that one, I think, was even earlier, because we've been planning this since probably, like, summer of 2019 is probably when we started... Uh, Kind of, you know, throwing yeah, stuff around and the, the fall at least, yeah. Fall at least, yeah. I know, definitely mm-hmm. by like October, November, we were definitely deep in it. But so yeah, so uh, there's going to be some fun stuff for our year anniversary as well. That I'm not sure exactly what we're doing yet. We got the holidays still to figure it out, but it'll it'll be fun. Make sure you join us. Uh, I'm going to try and squeeze at least a little bit of a live there. Maybe not a whole live episode. But uh, I want to give some stuff back to all you guys that supported us in our first year. So, uh, so yeah, so we got a ton of giveaways coming up. If we hit 200 subscribers, wow. we're giving away for a year anniversary. We're throwing some stuff out there. It's going to be madness. And uh, let us know. Drop us a line. Uh, let us know what you're liking, what you're not liking, what you'd like to see. If, you, if there's something you'd like us to cover, something you'd like us to remaster, um, we're always open. Find us on Facebook. Comment down below. Click those buttons down there. Subscribe right now so you're all set for the giveaway. Uh, yeah. Give us a like. And uh, thank you, everybody. Sean, you got anything? Uh, just, uh, you know, I, I my, my wife likes to say I'm Scrooge, but in this case, I'll be good and I'll <laughs> actually leave some holiday cheer. Merry Christmas to all of the listeners, to our fans, everything. And uh, happy holidays if you aren't into Christmas. And happy new year to everybody. Hopefully 2021 treats us a heck of a lot better than 2020. And, yeah, it, it, it it's a good 
good positive way of ending the year for me to do this episode. I had more laughs than I was ready for tonight. This was great. So I'll do it first this time. Until next time. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And Happy New Year. Until next time, guys.